What You Been Watching podcast. I'm going to open us up this week because Michael stepped on my toes last week. <laughs> Damn it. Anyways, what's going on, my brother? Not much, man. How you doing, man? Not, I'm good. I'm good. Well, you're better at doing the... Uh, the incomparable Mike Dutton. Yeah. Oh, I'm Hit sorry. Us with that. Hit us I'm with sorry. That. This is the. That's what happens when we step on each other's toes. <laughs> it's chaos today. It's chaos. We'll, get, we'll get back on track next week. I am the marvelous Mike Dudley, followed as always by my younger brother and co-host MD3 Marcus Dudley. Checking in on you. Big salute. Shout out there to Podcast Land. What's going on with y'all? Hope all is well. What's going on with you, my brother? I'm good, man. It's uh, hell week at work is finally over, and uh, got to sit down and enjoy some internet videos today. So hopefully we get to talk about them a little bit. Yeah, yeah. No, I've uh, it's been hell week at at work for me as well. So this is why we do this to come down here That's and right. unwind with all the nonsensical irreverence that we can dish out for the week. For the week. So let's get right into it, man. Uh, here is the million-dollar question, the reason that everybody tunes in for the legions themselves. What you been watching, my brother? Sir, I have been going down a Highlander the series rabbit hole. Yeah, I heard it. We're roommates, and I heard it the other day. <laughs> it's like, oh, he's in it now. He's up. <laughs> On our last conversation, we got so wrapped up in me talking about the last two movies and how good the series was, and I was like, you know what? I legit have not seen that in probably about... I mean, maybe a decade, 15 years at least. So it's worth a look. And I got to say, dude, not every episode is great, but there's enough good episodes to keep me interested where I'm like, you know what? I want to see what's going to happen with this here Duncan McLeod. Yeah, you're hooked now. You're yeah, a, you're yeah, a legit yeah. fan. Yeah, it's a. Uh, my favorite parts are A. It, it's a little campy and, and a little little too um, how do I put this um, over dramatized. It's right. it's over dramatized, uh, but the sword fights for the most part are really good, and I'm really intrigued with how they slowly build the the mythology and the 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 epic tale of of Duncan McCloud and and his progress through time, like. One episode, he's a he's a uh, Russian dissident who's working against the the Bolsheviks, and in in another one, he's in China, you know, uh, uh, during the Opium Wars, and and it's never a linear tale, but they slowly build up his whole history, and it's really interesting to watch. And then, of course, the sword fights are really over overdramatic and and kind of campy like you can tell that everybody sort of learned sword sword play in in like a week's time but for what they are they're really really good yeah so it's a lot of character development through backstory or through um like backstory it sounds yes. like yeah 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 no i remember you watched that show a lot when i was a child and the soundtrack's pretty good it's all like cheesy 80s metal and then every once in a while they just throw in like queen from the original soundtrack and you're like oh sweet <laughs> yeah like oh we saw the rights to that that's right let's give somebody a reason to tune the that's fuck right. in <laughs> yeah dude so that's about it though i know you're still watching battlestar galactica we've talked about that a lot yeah kind of kind of tapered off on that one just because i think i'm a little oversaturated on it um, I know. I unfortunately part of my ADD is that I can't hold focus on anything for too terribly long. Um, so the fact that I lasted this long at Battlestar Galactica is a triumph in and of itself. Uh, but yeah, kind of moving into the Highlander theme, uh, 
at this point, and I'll probably watch that for the next two weeks or three weeks, and then get bored of that and move on to something else. You're like me with video games, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, it's so dope, and I'll be in it. There's a few games that'll just I cannot stop playing, but like, yeah, I'm always back and forth, and then I'll go back and wrap it up like a year later. Like, oh shit, I need yeah, to finish this. It, it's so weird that like I reach a point where I'm just like, oh, I have no interest in this. You know what I mean? Like, like the last two episodes of Battlestar Galactica that I watched, I literally had to force myself to watch it just because I was like, well, I got to see what happens. And I, I watched it and I got no pleasure out of it. There was no like, oh, I can't can't wait to see what happens next. I And the whole time I was like, let me see what's happening on Highlander though. Right, right. It was calling. <laughs> it was a quickening, Michael. It was a quickening. Was That's a quickening. right. That's what's up. That's what's up, dude. Yeah. Well, I've been, uh, apparently I'm slipping in my old age. They drop, no. yeah, man. I'm trying to tell you, as I creep to forty, he's fucking. I'm not firing on all cylinders. <laughs> the wheel spinning, but the hamster's dead, my dude. <laughs> but um, no, they dropped the new season of Solar Opposites, which is the Justin Roiland mm-hmm. show, the creator of Rick and Morty, uh, co-creator of Rick and Morty, and um, yeah, they dropped it like two weeks ago. I didn't even, I had no idea. On Hulu. I was like, oh shit. Don't feel too bad about it because I have yet to see one episode of that. So. You're doing better than I am yeah, no, in your old age. It's, I mean, it's a good show. You it's, still fucks, you know what I'm saying? I still, yeah, I guess. <laughs> that, that's what the kids are saying, sure. No, it's a good show. It's it's a lot, I mean, the basic premise of the show is there are aliens trapped on Earth that are trying to get away, and they're all just idiots for one reason or another. And um, I'm down, yeah. Yeah, so it's it's very silly, very, like, it's, it, I watch so many cartoons, like, it's hard for me to get into <laughs> canonical stuff. Because like now I'm just like by the time I wind down and want to watch TV I'm like I don't care I just want it on in the background because in silence my brain just goes to weird places and yeah. dark places mm-hmm. so I just need something to kind of like stab that off which probably isn't healthy because I live in a world of distractions but, <laughs> but uh, hey is it working so far hey so far so far it seems like the best therapy I've had I'm so far to tell you. <laughs> But now the the good part about that show, and Justin Roiland was talking about it in an interview, um, he was saying that him and the writers, they they wanted to kind of practice writing a drama series. Yeah. And so one of the, there's there's two of them uh, that are kids, they're like the replicants, it's Jesse and Yumulak. And Yumulak goes around and he shrinks like normal humans and he puts them in a wall. And so like... Like an ant farm kind of thing? Kind of, kind of, yeah, yeah. And um... So there's like a show, a sub show inside the show called The Wall, and it's like super heavy dramatizer, <laughs> like these political like uproars and the uprising of of the the lower half, like the bottom section of the wall is, is the it, poorest. Is it more like the Kardashians or more like uh, Pawn Stars or more like CNN? Wait, what do you mean? Like the the show within the show, like is is it like highly like stylized uh tv reality or is it like cnn where they're like constantly updating you on the news that's happening behind the wall or is it like no it's like a whole sub show it's almost like they usually dedicate one full episode oh so it's not it's not literally a show within the wall. oh no 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 no. just within the context of the the episode they'll they'll drop to the the b plot as yeah yeah but it's but it it goes throughout the entire like season Okay. And so it's it's actually really good. Like, if somebody said, oh, I only watch that show for what's going on in the wall, I'd be like, I can kind of understand right. that. Right. Not that the not that the other aspects are bad. It's it's 
like is Justin Roiland being Justin Roiland, who's very silly and, and funny and stuff sure. like that, high on improv and stuff like that, but just minus the... I, th- I would think that Dan Harmon in the Rick and Marty Rick and Morty combination is a little bit more of the sh- more strict like strives for perfection kind of guy. So this one's a lot it's a little like, a lot, lot more, lighter, a little more loosey goosey in yeah. terms of okay, okay. Yeah. So but it, it works though. But the wall is is interesting, and okay. so it's kind of him and all the other writers just getting a practice at drama. So I'm invested in what's going on on the wall this season. So I, I just started that up. Uh, right on. Yeah, yesterday. So so yeah, that's what I've been up to, man. So, and, uh, by the way, subsection, what you been playing, brother? Oh, man. Um, I put a lot of stuff on pause, the games that I wrapped up. I wasn't sure what to start. I've been on some Metal Gear Solid Five Phantom Pain, which is a a uh, big sandbox game, like a big open world game. That's what they call them, sandbox games. And uh, I got into it like a few years ago, and then I don't know what happened to the Xbox 360 or the copy of that game. And mm-hmm. so I bought it recently, and I've been getting back into it. And it's tough, man. I find myself restarting all too often because I'm impatient. Right. And it's a stealth, like, sneaking game. Or you can just go, like, hey, we're running up on front lawns with guns drawn. <laughs> so there's a Three lot clack of... Clack for pow. How yeah. you like me now? <laughs> yeah. And so it is dope, though, man. It's it's, um, it's a good game. So that's kind of what I've been on recently. And then just going in and just occasionally I'll pick up the Switch and just play some, some nonsense just to kind of... Sit on my bed and do it. Again, distractionary. Yeah. Pretty much. That's why the cartoons are king, man. I just put them on in the background as I fall asleep, and I'm like, oh, I don't have to invest in this. Yeah. yeah. It's like some people have white noise machines. It's, it's cartoons. It's silliness for me. Uh, yeah. So. Cool. Yeah, that's pretty much it, though. I mean, I've been, like I said, just busy with work in between that. Um, there is something I definitely wanted to talk to you about, though, and it is um, uh-huh. the San Diego Comic-Con just wrapped up. Now, what's that? I've never heard of that before. Yeah, I know, right? For all you living under a rock, it is the largest comic book... I think it's the largest comic book convention in the world. Either way, it's... It it started as the largest comic book convention in the world. It's sort of in the past, I don't know, decade or so, maybe even, even longer than that, developed into literally a showcase for all the movies, all of the comic books, all of the streaming services like it's sort of a showcase for all of these big companies to show what they have coming down the, the down the line in terms of like greek bona fides or not greek geek, geek yeah i was geek about to say yeah, all geek centric yeah yeah hey you watching the show <laughs> you can't help but do impressions <laughs> i think you look for reasons to do impressions and i'm here for it i'm here for it um but yeah, I guess so. That went on. There's a bunch of big announcements. We'll try to uh, get into a couple of them here. We'll kind of. There's a lot of MCU stuff going on. The Marvel Cinematic Universe is expanding vastly. I'll probably save that towards Oof. the end. Um, but on the the uh, the uh, uh, video game end of things, they announced, and there was a, a rumor of it, the uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Cowabunga Collection, which yeah. is like. All of the old school games on Nintendo and up to Genesis and like the arcade game as well, all on one, on one disc. So I'm, yeah. like, I'm so here and, for and that. And I, I did see that, and it's apparently it's everything that was released on the NES, Game Boy, Super Nintendo system, like basically any video game that is TMNT related is now available on a single platform. All the Konami ones, pretty much. I am all about because there was a few a, a few real bad misses on that but for the most part those games are bangers yeah once they found the rhythm it was on like it was on with the beat em up the, the the first 
the first iteration, and I can't remember the the original title, but it was the it was the the platform, the side like scroll, the, the side yeah, That's the very yeah. first one. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. That one got a little complicated just because, again, it was originally built as an arcade, and so it was designed to like make you have to dump quarters into it in order to beat the next level, um, especially that fucking underwater level, which. I don't know that I've ever seen anyone go 100% through at any point. Uh, the Nintendo Entertainment System was notorious for super difficult games. Like, no save points, no nothing. Like, yeah, hey, yeah. start over from the beginning if you fail. Like, Which is why it was always complicated when, when like, your mom was like, just just get get to a save point. You're like, that doesn't, that's not a thing. I can't do that. I don't know how to explain this to you, but I have to finish this game in one sitting. Like, just... Bring me my macaroni and cheese and shovel into my mouth. This is what I need you to do. Mom! Mom! <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> so, yeah, so that was announced. It's like August 30th that's coming out, so I'm definitely here for that. That'll be a good a good romp for the uh, old couch co-op games. Uh, we're going to kind of move a little bit quickly because there's a lot of news. Um, the Dungeons & Dragons movie, Honor Among Thieves, was dropped a trailer. I am... All for this, mostly because it has Chris Pine playing a bard, which, come on, how can you not love that? Underrated performance of the week? Chris I Pine mean, in? I mean, I had, ooh, Chris Pine in, uh... Hell or High Water? Ooh, ooh, that's a good one, but I was gonna, what was the one where he played an assassin, the, the shoot-em-up, the... Smoking Aces. Smoking Aces, yes, yeah. Yes, yes, And he's one. like, he's got a tattoo of a naked lady on his armpit with her legs spread, and he like lifts up and lifts his armpit and shit. Yeah, no, he's he's bananas in that yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah. That's the underrated performance of Chris Pine, I would say. Ben Affleck is in that movie for like the first ten yeah. minutes, and I guess he was talking to Kevin Smith when he when he shot this scene with Chris Pine. He's like, dude, you got to keep an eye on this Chris Pine kid. Like, he's going to tear it up. And he has been, so. I mean, so far doing pretty good, you know. But, yeah. Um, yeah, off of his nuts and back onto the movie. <laughs> um, so, the Dungeons & Dragons movie. If you don't know, Michael and I and the, the uh, middle duds, the one you got a pleasure of meeting, uh, the artiste, Matthew Duds. We Shout all... out to M.K. Dudley Art. Yep, M.K. Dudley Art. Oh, speaking of plugs... Thank you to Kesta. The song is always bright. Thank you. Michael, tell them where to go for the email. You can go to whatcha'beenwatchingpodcast at gmail.com or search for us on Facebook at Dudley Bros Podcast or What You've Been Watching. We're there. Or just start dialing phone numbers randomly. Marcus will be reached at 850-443. Anyways, yeah. D&D movie with Chris Pine. Uh, I'm all for it, man. I, I love a good D&D. Yeah, like like you were mentioning, we have a, a D&D group that meets every Sunday, and it's sort of like, I mean, literally, I don't work Sunday nights because we fucking roll on Sundays. Yeah. We roll on Shabbos. Michael loves banging the table here at Watch <laughs> when he gets worked up. I don't know how well that translates to the audience, but I don't care. We get excited around here. Um yeah, and I'm, I'm all for it, man. I know uh, the middle duds, he was just like, looks like shit, the costumes look stupid. But I think he's coming around to it upon a second viewing. But to me, it's like... I'm going to offer him a fifth of whiskey to come watch that movie with me, and let's see how his opinion changes. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> I'm for it. I like the joke that said if they want to make a realistic um, 
Dungeons and Dragons movie. Right. Then halfway through it, everyone's going to have, they're going to cut off the reel and everyone in the audience has to find a time and day that <laughs> right. works for each and every one of them to come back. Well, I'm out of time. We got to go. So you guys want to meet next week? Oh man, I got a date. Oh, I got work. Oh, I can't do it. Well, I mean, do you guys want to meet like digitally maybe? Can we do it online? Nah. I mean, maybe I could like two weeks from now, but yep. like I, I, I got to keep you posted on that. That would be the authentic experience. <laughs> so yeah, I'm I'm all for that one, man. They uh they had the mimic treasure chest, which a mimic is just like a little monster that impersonates a treasure chest. They're horrible. They're awesome. They're horrible. Michael the only thing that, constant fear of mimics. The only thing that is worse than a mimic is a crocodile. Yeah, the crocodiles are pretty bad. If there is low lying water in a D and D game, especially in our group. You can rest assured that there's a crocodile. What's a crocodile, you ask? Imagine a beautiful woman, but then her lower parts is just all crocodile. Yeah, it's exactly what you think it's it exactly is. Exactly what you think it is. Yeah. They've uh, they've uh, fell us too many times. So. <laughs> yeah, I'm all for that one. Uh, did you hear about the National Treasure TV show? Please tell me Nick Cage is a part of this. No, but there is a rumor that they're doing Con Air 2 with him coming back. What? Yeah, that's the rumor. We're going to put the bunny back in the box again? Back in the box. What? I mean, first, you got to take it back out the box. <laughs> and then you can put it back in. It. And that's the plot of the movie. That's the whole plot? Uh, pretty much. I'm I mean, down. I don't know what else they could do. Is he still doing the same like bullshit mullet wig? I hope so. <laughs> I do, too. I hope so. <laughs> Me, too. I hope he's like a CO this time or something like that. Or he like, has to go finish out a sentence for some other bullshit again. Yeah, like he... he like. How does he get back into prison and then also have to get transported? Like, I'm down. I, yeah, let's do this. So yeah. who's playing the Nick Cage part? Oh, I think Nick, Ta- Nick Cage is... I mean, it's the rumor, but I, I read something about it today. But Okay. So, But no, Nick Cage is not... In no, the, I'm, I'm sorry, in the National Treasure. Who's playing it's, the Nick Cage? It's a whole different offset. It's, um, it's called Edge of Mystery. Or Edge of History, not Mystery. Um, yeah, Edge of Mystery. That's like a Scooby-Doo title. <laughs> I was going to say. Yeah, no, Edge of History. Rural. It's an actress I have not heard of, Alexis something or another, but I think it's a whole different, they're just kind of rebooting the franchise as it okay. were. Okay, okay. So. Maybe it's going to be like her, like Nick Cage's niece or his daughter or something like that. Or just a new person entirely. Yeah. So, who knows? Okay, okay. Who knows? So, yeah, if well, you want. We'll see. You know, I'm, I'm in the wait and see tribe of that one. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't think I've ever seen any one of those movies. One or two. Really? Yeah, I don't think so. They're pretty fun. I'm not gonna lie. They're, yeah, yeah. They're uh, it, they're ridiculous, and they're on a on a cage scale. They're about a mm, seven, seven and a half. He never goes full cage, but there's still the underlying caginess of it all. Yeah, I've seen the majority of the first one. I think I just don't think I've ever started it beginning to end. I think it was on TV when I was in a hospital once, and I was like, "Fuck it, I'm here. Yeah, let's get our cage on, baby." So, uh, so yeah, that's that's announced. Um, William Shatner will be joining the cast of Masters of the Universe Revolution. Ooh, the sequel to the Kevin Smith helmed uh, Masters of the Universe Revelations, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. The this on uh, I think it's streaming on Netflix. Yeah, yeah? it's a Netflix show. Yeah, okay, yeah. okay. Which, I mean, all four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I love to see William Shatner getting work in anything, so... Yeah, he's getting to be, he thinks, like, 90 now? Like, 89? He's getting up there. Um, he's getting up there. 
unconfirmed podcast, but yeah. Yeah, that's what we do. We speculate here. If you haven't <laughs> figured that out by now, I know he's getting up there. You can't just argue. wild rumors. You can't argue the fact that he's getting a little long in the right. tooth there, yeah. Yeah, old yeah. Captain T. Kirk. Um, yeah, I'm for it, man. I dug the first season of, of Mo That's Tooth. what the T stands for, is tooth. Tooth. Single tooth. <laughs> we have multiple tooths. No teeth at all. The front tooth. Yeah. Uh, other big news, uh, Beavis and Butthead, which we are both, we're big fans of. We've talked about it on the podcast yeah, before. Yeah. Uh, they just dropped the movie. We have not subscribed to Paramount Plus yet. I'm, quite frankly, I probably won't. I think I might for like a month. Just to get the one... Yeah. Watch that. Or when the series comes out, just like turn it on for like a month. Watch whenever the new series of Beavis and Butthead drops. But um, they did release a a sneak preview of it online. They're back in full form. Like... Yeah, I I saw the... I think it was probably like a three or four minute clip of it's Beavis talking to... Literally talking to a dumpster fire as if it was God... And it's, it's Beavis, you know, coming around the corner and just fire, fire. Yeah, look at it, fire. And then the fire rises up and a, a face appears in the flames and it's Beavis, you know who I am. Yeah, you're fire, you're fire, you're cool, yeah. And yes, Beavis, I am fire. You have known me for... And it's 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 this very, I don't know, just it, it's very funny, but I I don't know enough about what else happens after that to, to really be invested other than it just, it hit the nostalgia feels in terms of just, they said the things I wanted them to do. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've watched the full clip. It's, it's exactly what you would expect. It's Beavis and Butthead back in form. Yeah. The good part is, is that now instead of doing music videos, they're, uh, they're interjecting. Cause that's what they did in the show back in the day. It was on MTV. So they would have like whatever was going on, and then they would interject right. what, it with music whatever, videos, whatever the episode was, and and whatever whenever they cut to commercials, they would always interject with Beavis and Butthead watching uh, music videos. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, I you're apologize. good. You're good. So now they're doing YouTube and TikTok videos, and apparently they won't say which one, but one of them is a big fan of the the Korean K-pop band BTS. I would assume it's probably Beavis, but yeah. So they're doing well, okay. I, I, it just seems like a Beavis thing. He's okay. more eccentric. You have nothing to base that on. No, other just than, okay, yeah. Okay. Maybe it's time to give Butthead something else to do because Beavis got the whole Cornholio thing going on. But that maybe, would make sense maybe. to me, right? Right. So they they're interjecting it with TikTok videos now. And in an interview at San Diego Comic Con, Mike Judge was talking about how difficult it is to get like popular YouTube videos mm-hmm. because they're like uh, he was reaching out to a bunch of people like, hey, we'd like to use your video for. Um, to secure like to secure the rights to your video for a Beavis and Butthead show, and like so many of, I mean they're like twenty year olds now. Like all the YouTube stars and TikTok stars are mostly young people. Right, right, right. And so they have no like reverence for Beavis and Butthead or no nostalgia whatsoever. Oh, okay. And so they're like, why the fuck would I want to be on your show? Like, I'm a multi Be- Beavis and Butthead like, now. Yeah. I'm a multi millionaire. So like, yeah. why would I want to do your show? So he's getting a bunch of like lesser known people, which probably works out for the best. Sure. Because they just want to be on the show and they're like, hey, it'll give me some exposure. So, but yeah, they got one where a guy's making a homemade tattoo and he's talking about soot. He's like, gotta get that soot. So they got one where this guy is trying to make a homemade tattoo and apparently, but, and they make jokes all throughout. But yeah, it's, it's them back in full form. So he also talked about how, um, 
King of the Hill might make a return. He said it's a very strong possibility. So that's 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 really interesting. Like, and it's it's so clever of an evolution of Beavis and Butthead. Like, nobody watches music videos anymore. Like MTV is not the the giant powerhouse that it used to be in terms of like if you were if you were homesick from school or something like that, you had The Price is Right, you had Let's Make a Deal, or you had MTV, if you were lucky and had cable. Yeah. And that was what you did, you know? like Nick Jr., shout out to Face. Shout out to <laughs> yeah. Face. Hey, it's Face. Yeah. 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 But but you know what I'm talking about. Like, your, your options were so limited, and, like, MTV was always the one thing that you could go to and watch music videos, or they would, maybe they might be doing an... an replaying an old episode of like the real world or Beavis and Butthead or God forbid you stayed up late enough to watch like liquid TV or something like that and actually see some cool programming. Uh, but yeah, like the fact that they're now evolving into TikTok and, and YouTube videos, it's genius because that's what Beavis and Butthead would be watching at this point. They wouldn't be watching music videos. They wouldn't yeah. be watching vh1 pop-up music videos or whatever like it would it would all be like they're so add and and hyperactivity riddled that of course they would just be scrolling through their phones watching you know tiktok videos pretty much it also makes sense because it's a paramount company and they own comedy central and mtv Mm -hmm. and those have just for a long time i don't know if i haven't watched mtv in a while um i don't really watch network cable like that but i know last time i checked in all it was was the Rob Deerdick channel, the ridiculousness, yeah, yeah, yeah. all day, which all he does is the same thing. And then you went over to Comedy Central, and it was Tosh.0 all day. Or you the, go to True TV, and it's Impractical Jokers. All yeah, freaking like, day. We're running it 19 hours a day. Yeah, so it makes sense that they would have that on their streaming platform as well. So, But good to them. Shout out to Mike Judge for coming back. I love it. I'm all for it. I want to see more. Sure. Yeah, you, were, you got me on Beavis and Butthead. And I mean, it was... Like, one of the only things that was going on at that time in terms of adult animation. We had, like, Ren and Stimpy and Beavis and Butthead and, like, old Looney Tunes. And that was about it. Yeah. That was about it. That was <laughs> about right, it back in the right. day. And then I mean, South Park it, came out. Right, I was going to say. Simpsons, then, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But they had more options, yeah. Like, like, South Park came out and that was sort of, like, that was that was the momentum shift from from Beavis and Butthead to South Park. Yeah. Like, like there are people who grew up pre-Beavis and Butthead and people who grew up post-South Park. Yeah. You know? that's Yeah. Pretty much. That's a good way to put it. Uh, into some of the... Let's get into some DC news, if you want. You okay. want to touch on comic books first, or you want to touch on... Yeah, let's touch on comic books. Yeah, comic books, yeah. So, on the in the vein of Spawn, which we talked about last podcast, last episode... Um, Guess who's crossing over again? I'm going to guess that's going to be Batman and Spawn because I read that comic book when it first came out in, I want to say, 99, maybe 2000. That sounds about right. But yeah, where where they actually met and uh, it was really, really great. It was uh, Spawn and Batman meet about a... I think it's a uh, satanic curse based on the story of Roanoke Colony. If you say so. 
Yeah, it's basically the same demon that took the the pilgrim Roanoke colony now moves to Gotham and Batman has to enlist the help of Spawn because he thinks that originally he's responsible for it and then of course they fight and then of course they come to a, a meeting of minds. Right, right, right. right. Yeah. Oh, we have to team up and fight the real villain. Tis the formula. Right, right, right. Tis so, the formula. But it was As I real- swirl my drink. But but it was really great because uh, it allowed Batman to once he realized that Spawn was invulnerable and and um, impervious to pain. Just fucking use him as a bullet shield. Yeah, yeah. Like just, <laughs> I, I think there was one scene where he threw a batarang directly into Spawn's face, and they have it in this glorious graphic detail of like there's a batarang and s- sticking out of Spawn's face, and and just necroplasm spurting out it's this great like wasn't, uh, it, uh, wasn't it Frank Miller and I know it was Jansen Klaus the guy who yeah, did and the Frank, uh, and Frank Miller yeah 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 Jansen Klaus was the one yeah because that was the team on um, Dark Knight uh, what, I'm drawing a blank what's the Frank Miller Dark Knight Returns Dark Knight Returns yeah, yeah. Dark Knight Returns yeah. yeah I don't know why I drew a blank there. <laughs> yeah, like, I know it's Dark yeah. Knight something yeah, yeah, yeah. I just always know it is yeah yeah, Dark Knight Returns. Yeah. But uh, uh, Todd McFarlane got uh, final script approval and stuff like that. So it's it's basically written by Todd McFarlane with artwork by Frank Miller and Todd McFarlane, which, great, let's do that. Yeah. 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 And that's funny, though. He's, he's going to use Spawn as a freaking human shield. He's like, you're up, big guy. Tell him to go do Batman shit. Um, that is not the only good crossover news we have. Guess what else is getting a sequel, and it involves the aforementioned Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Guess who they would be teaming up with? Ooh, I'm gonna guess... It's a, it's a big deal, bro. I'm gonna guess... Very popular around the same time in the 90s. Florida State University. Oh, God, I wish. <laughs> God, I wish. Uh, no, it would be the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. What? A team up sequel, bro. What? More of that. What? Two things I love. Go, go, Turtle Rangers. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So yeah, they're teaming up again in uh, the Boom Universe. So that'll be interesting to look at. It, is there any any idea on what the plot's going to be? As don't far care. as don't care, don't care. Yeah, yeah. Maybe they'll get a giant turtle sword. Is what I hope's going <sighs> to happen. That they'll yes. be able to form their own giant. Like yes. Master Splinter Droid or some shit like that to take out the Technodrome. Oh yeah, Techno, Techno, yeah, Technodrome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the thing that Krang and Shredder drove, like the their subterranean like yeah. dimensional fortress. Yeah, Epcot Center Ball. That's, really what it <laughs> That's is. right. But it had the big like weird eyeball on the top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which never made sense to me. Like, how would that work through digging? Because you're constantly, but whatever. Hey man, comics. That's what we do. <laughs> That's right. They live in sewers and they like pizza. Whatever. <laughs> I'm down. Whatever. Um, so yeah, that was that was big on the comic book tip of things. Did you get a chance to see the new Black Adam trailer? I did. I was really, really impressed. Actually, like, I mean, of course, I'm a huge rock fan. Like, ever since the Attitude Era of of WWE. Go ahead and check that box on your bingo cards. Let me ask you, what's your opinion about The Rock? Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't matter what your opinion is. Well, regardless (laughs) of anyone's (laughs) irrelevant feelings about Dwayne The Rock Johnson, as we all know, it does not matter. 
uh, he descended upon Hall H in actually kind of a badass fashion. They uh, had a bunch of like lightning storms going on behind him on these LED screens, and he descended in like full costume on Hall H. And uh, oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah it's kind of dope if you haven't seen it. Um, but he uh, they dropped a new Black Adam trailer, which is really really cool. Yeah, uh, I'm all for it, man. It's I, I had when they announced this movie. I had gave zero fucks about it. I'm gonna be right mm-hmm, honest with you. Mm-hmm. Like, I was gonna see it because I'm a shill for the stuff, but like I really didn't give a fuck. Like Black Adam's a pretty ancillary character as far as I'm concerned. Like, but uh, whatever. But yeah, they dropped a the new trailer. Big fan on that. It's got Doctor Fate played by Pierce Bronson, Brosnan, Brosnan, yeah. Brosnan. All these damn British names. <laughs> it's like the botch. Pierce stuff, Bronson, Bronson. Yeah. Um, yeah, I dug that. It's got Hawkman in it, which they're, they're, I think they're just doing the JSA, the Justice Society of like, America, looks like. Hawkman, dive! No, dive my Hawkman. No, not, not that, that guy. No, okay. not that guy. <laughs> of Hawkman and Dove thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But no, it looks good, though. It, they're, I think they're doing the Justice Society of America. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They so have, uh, like... I saw the trailer. They had uh, Adam Smasher. They had... Um, Cyclone. Cyclone, right. They had uh, uh, Hawkman, Dr. Fate. Yeah, Dr. Uh, Fate looks good. Is this a way for them to backdoor in a Green Lantern and we haven't seen it? Do you think they're going to show the Alan Scott Green Lantern? Uh, I don't know how you got to that conclusion. I I, don't I mean, it's Justice Society of America, and he's a crucial member. I hope so. You, I didn't even think about that. That man, now I might have to go see this movie. Right, right. I right. might have to go see this. Who do you think is going to play Alan Scott? Ryan Reynolds. Yes! <laughs> Give him a second bite at yes! a different Green Lantern. Yes! Oh, man. No, uh, but he, uh, they showed that trailer. Big fan on that. They uh, He actually got booed at Comic-Con. The Rock did. Really? Yeah, somebody asked him a question. Uh, he said, uh, pretty much like, who would win in a fight, Black Adam or Superman? And he replied back with, that's a great question. Don't threaten me with a good time. Because I'm going to answer that question. Well, I will say, as you guys know, because we're all deep with this mythology, and it's been an age-old question of who would win in a fight between Black Adam and Superman, pound for pound, they're pretty close. I guess it probably all depends on who is playing Superman. I'm just going to say, I'll leave it at that. So he insinuated Uh, that it's not Henry Cavill anymore, or Cavell, however you say it. Yeah, Henry Cavill. Yeah, Yeah, Henry Cavill. And so people did not like that, and so they booed him. Uh, Yeah, Comic book fans are a fickle bunch. Yeah, we they, are. They they are a uh, tempestuous lover, at best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. They they either we are all about it or we are not all about it. Yeah, I don't know. That's a weird thing to boo people about. But speaking of uh, that version of Superman, they did announce that the Snyder the Snyder verse, Zack Snyder's universe, the DCEU that he was building, is no more. How you feel about that? See, I, I really question that because one of the videos that I saw that after uh, Comic-Con was um, Jason Momoa walking out from a, a uh, soundstage on Warner Brothers lots and he's addressing, a, 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 a I guess, a, a tour had come by and they saw him and Ben Affleck walking out together. And so he goes on this whole, like, the video picks up with him being like, well, I guess it's not a secret anymore, so thanks for that, you guys. Uh, Sorry, children. Uh, You know, whatever, whatever. And he kind of goes into Ben Affleck's trailer and is like, hey, sorry, brother. 
but you just see Ben Affleck for like a brief second. So I'm kind of guessing that that might be bullshit, but maybe not. I don't know. Like maybe the Snyderverse, like they're not going to pursue other stories about the Justice League, but it kind of feels like they're going to involve all of the uh, all of the players into other movies. I mean, that could very well be. It could be that they're using the characters at this point, um, but they're just not going to have Zack Snyder do it. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't think they're going to recast Gal Gadot at this point. Probably not. They're probably not going to recast Jason Momoa at this point. Yeah. What do you think about Ezra Miller? Oh, Lord. That guy's got serious problems. I hope you get help soon, dude. That them? Yeah. yeah. Them, sorry. Yeah. That them, sorry. Yeah. I think dude's pretty... Dude's a universal dude, language. I, I'm a dude, you're a dude, we're a dude, he's that, a dude, she's a dude. That's what Keenan and Kel taught me right, as a child. Right, right, right. I'm a yeah. dude. That dude. He's yeah, a that dude. dude. Yeah. She's a dude. We're, and here's the part, we're all dudes, yeah. We're all dudes. Yeah. Right. If I didn't so, mean yeah. disrespect. No, 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 but, so, that dude is probably, I don't know, I, the, the more they push this movie, the, the, the more complicated it gets because you can't put Ezra Miller on like the promotional circuit and, and have them just be like, yeah, you guys need to come see my movie and it's going to be great. Cause all it takes is one person being like, yeah, you're kind of a, uh, sexual assaultist also. Like you got some problems. Like, so how do we feel about that? Uh, there's no, there's no more questions. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah. It'd be a, a weird hey. press tour. Yeah, yeah. If I, there is one at all, but anyway, I didn't mean I didn't mean to rail. I, I apologize. No, you're good. But yeah, the DC, or the Snyderverse is no more, which I'm actually okay with. I I have no problem with Zack Snyder as a filmmaker. I think he's he's got a lot yeah. of things I do like, but I just don't think he was the guy for it. Agreed. I know I know they're trying to find their own Kevin Feige over there at DC. He is and not. He's the just one. not the guy. Yeah. Like again, good filmmaker. I'll, I keep watching what he puts out, but yeah. Um. On the other side of Black Adam, we got the new Shazam Fury of the Gods coming out, which, how'd you feel about the first Shazam movie? I mean, I liked it. It was, it was a very, it was a very fun romp. It was, it was, um, a little goofy, a, a, a little bit of a, a roller coaster ride. I don't know that I was the target audience for that. Um, I think that... It was definitely set for the crowd, like like the the preteen crowd that had had no understanding of a DC movie before. I think younger than that, to be honest with you. You think? I think so. I mean, I think it's like I think it's PG thirteen, but that could very well be a PG movie. Sure, sure. But it, it, case in point was it was it was they 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 were they tried so hard to shy away from everything that Warner Brothers was doing at the time that, which was the Snyderverse which was the Snyderverse were dark and yeah right right it, it 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 tried to be so much the antithesis of that that i think it went a little too far in that um not saying necessarily to its detriment but just for me personally yeah um I don't know that I was a target audience for that. Um, yeah, it, it it was fun, but eh, it, it take it or leave it. I can get on board that. It's very family friendly, which mm-hmm. whatever. I mean, they're, they're, we need movies like that. Sure. You know? uh, the biggest thing is, I guess, 
I thought Zachary Levi, the one thing I'll, I'll give him a lot of credit for, it looked like he was having an absolute blast. 100%. And that was such a like refreshing thing to see in the DC EU extended right. universe. And because everyone else looks like they don't want to be there in yes, every fucking yes. movie that they do. Well, and, and he was he was loving it. You could just tell. Yeah, everything is is in the in the DC uh, movie universe is so serious and so grounded in like what does it mean to be a superhero and, and I have to deal with all these consequences and it just looks like Zachary Levi was just being like I have powers that's pretty cool look at me this is great ah yeah yeah. So, Which was refreshing, you know. Yeah, I guess my, my biggest problem with the movie, and somebody else kind of brought this to my attention, is that like when you watch the movie Big, like Tom Hanks or whatever, yeah. you believe that the kid that was playing, or whoever the actor was that was playing the kid, and Tom Hanks, you believe that they were the same person. Right. And yeah. like, when I watched Shazam, it was like this orphan Billy Bastion, which they leaned really heavy when Jeff Johns revamped Shazam, like mm-hmm. the, for the modern age in the new 52. Yeah. They, it's pretty much that, exactly, but... When Billy Bastion transformed into Shaz- Bastion, Bastion, sorry, yeah, Billy Bastion transformed into Shazam, he was like a whole different person. He just turned right. into a fraternity brother, and it's right. like I, I didn't really buy that, and it kind of took me out of it. Because like I get it, like it's part of the fun of the movie is him exploring it. Like, hey, I hit puberty all of a sudden. Oh, like you know, I I get it, but well, I mean, like they they have the scene of him uh, of Shazam trying to buy beer. They have the yeah. the the scene of him, you know talking to like the college age you know like 18 to 20 year old crowd being like hey ladies look at me you know like which is all very much things that a 15 year old given the the body of a man would try to do and 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 so it's it's very endearing in terms of like oh yeah that's that's how i would do it yeah yeah you know like if if suddenly i was you know if i'm a, a 14 year old nobody and i'm all of a sudden granted the body and and powers of a god yeah that's pretty much how i would do it yeah yeah i get it i get it i mean again for what it is it was an enjoyable movie but uh pivoting off of that you know who did make a very very secretive surprise appearance at the old uh san diego comic-con chris benoit uh, no <laughs> he, no he would not be welcome i don't think <laughs> Uh, the old, the greatest of all, Keanu Reeves, man. Yes. He, but he wasn't even there initially to promote, they dropped the trailer for uh, John Wick 4. Yes. Which, uh, take my money, take my money. Just yep. put him in scenarios yep. in which... I still have yet to watch... Michael, get on board. I know, I get know, on board. I know, I know, I know. That's one of those, I've seen one when it first came out, and... I'm sorry, I saw two when it first came out, and I had to double back... And now I have to catch up, but just it's... start on one, man. Yeah, one, one is the best of them. But then after that, like I said, but, but yeah, he was there to promote. Um, actually, he was there for his own comic book. He he uh, wrote a a comic book called Berserker, oh. and it's about this immortal who can't die, and so he gets employed by the government, and they promise him death at one point. Like you finish these missions, and then you die. And but he's He's like a tank, like a walking tank. Right on. And so he was there to promote that and also, which has been out, that I think they're doing another run at that. And he got it uh, greenlit for a Netflix anime, kind of like Castlevania or one of those types. Oh, okay. So okay. Like, good for him. He was 
and he didn't tell anybody. It was just one of those. Just kind of showed up and be like, hey, here's what's happening. Yeah, and knowing him, he probably like took the subway there and like paid somebody's <laughs> fare to get like he seems in every story I've ever heard is just like the nicest dude on the planet. I want Keanu Reeves to be my best friend. I'm not gonna lie, dude. He's just such a cool dude. I would totally kick Caleb out of my circle of friends in order to welcome in Keanu Reeves. Caleb, before drafting, I got you, brother. <laughs> First round draft pick, baby. I got you, big dog. Don't worry about that, Godfather. I'm just saying, in comparison to Counter Reeves, I love him, but yeah. So they uh, they are doing a Berserker uh, anime for Netflix, which is fun. Cool. Um, we'll do one more, and then we'll take a break. Just while we're on Netflix, the Sandman trailer. I did see that, and not only did they release the trailer, but they released a couple of scenes that Woo! look Talk about amazing. It. Now, full confession. I, I was never a full Sandman comic book fan. It's it's always been been one of those that's been in my periphery, but I've never actually like fully indulged in it. I'm right there with you. It's so ingrained in the comic book culture that you have to, you almost can't get your pass to be a, a member of a comic book it, right. society without knowing a little bit about some Sandman. But but I, I I've heard enough about it and and had so many people tell me about it that I'm f- kind of familiar with the story. I gotta say, visually, what whatever they're putting down looks amazing, and I love Gwendolyn Christie being cra- being cast as as Lucifer. I love um, just based on the the still images that I saw of Morpheus. Uh, it told me everything I needed to know about the character, and he looks very he looks very comic uh, uh, accurate. Accurate, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's like always drawn super gaunt, like a lot of just outright white in his yeah. skin tone. Yeah. And always black clothing, heroin chic kind of yeah. like like <laughs> Calvin Klein models in the like yeah. early nineties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a weird way to put it, but yeah, yeah, I agree with it. But I'm not uh, arguing that point. But yeah, I'm, I'm really interested. That is somebody always said. Uh, I think the writer Neil Gaiman, Neil Gaiman, always said that it's a sexually transmitted comic book, and that right. usually like a girl will date a guy who who's into comics, and he wants to get her into it. So a good starting point is Sandman. It's kind of like Universal. And then she will read it, and then they'll break up, and he'll she will bring the comic book to her to next, the next boyfriend. Guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll buy that. Yeah. So I, I always thought it was a really funny joke. Yeah. That, yeah, the sexy transmitted comic book. So I'm, I'm all for it. Netflix apparently gave them all the money, and Neil Gaiman's really heavy working in the show. I know he's yeah. got some TV accreditation to him now, but behind like American Gods and some other stuff that he's done, so... I'm all for it, man. But apparently he he had um, final approval over all the scripts that came through. Oh, so that's his baby. There, there, there's nothing that's coming through that I don't think Neil Gaiman would not have approved. So if there's any changes to, to the basic character or, or like basic plot lines in terms of like, well, but it was like this in the comics and they did this, just trust that like Neil Gaiman approved it. Like, yeah, there was a somebody had to explain a reason as to why they're changing right, it. I'm sure. Right. Because right. even I know they did a podcast recently, um, like a story of Sandman, and I know yeah, like an audio book. Yeah, an audio book yeah. kind of thing, or like a pod. It, that's the big thing now. They got the Batman one that they're doing, which was the number one podcast that overtook Joe Rogan for just a minute. We'll be there soon. Thank you, Legions. That's right. But um, we're gonna get there. We'll get there. What do you want to see? What do you want to hear us talk about? Yeah. We can just do like a Highlander thing. We can just. <laughs> Uh, they're like, we, we know so much about Highlander vicariously <laughs> through you two assholes. Do you want to hear me doing racist voices of all the immortals? Let's oh, just do this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> On Michael's special Patreon episode. <laughs> that has no affiliate. You know, I was playing. Um, 
But no, I'm all for it though, man. The Sandman is is awesome. So let's let's give them the money and let's see what they do with it. Yeah. So yeah. I can't wait to talk about that actually because it has one of the best lines that is such an interesting perspective on death. Oh. Uh, yeah, and we'll talk about that when the show comes. I don't want to spoil it because it's like this is the line that has surpassed the medium. And so sure. we'll, I'll tease okay. it now, but when the show comes out, we'll watch it and hopefully it's in there and we can we can talk about the, some of the differences. So a little setup, a little, little, little how the sausage gets made here at what you've been watching. <laughs> uh, on that note, you want to take a break? I yeah, know we man. got a sponsor. We do have a sponsor. Uh, so let's take a break and hear from our sponsors. Bidets. Uh, bidet. It's French for wipe your ass. And thank you to our sponsors, Bidets. Ha ha ha, does it look like it is caked on back there? Do you have brown streaks in your underwears? Does it look like you are smuggling a Crayola? Bidets, we have had the technology for thousands of years now. You are just too dumb and American to catch on. Wonderful sponsorship. <laughs> Wonderful sponsorship. I'm so glad that we have partners on this podcast. <laughs> International. Yeah. Very real ones. Uh, all right. So we got done chatting about uh, Sandman, I believe. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I got a few more things. And we're going to dive into the MCU, if that's all right with you, my brother. 100%. All right. So they did drop some more Lord of the Rings, the Rings of Power, the official trailer for that one. I just don't watch shit on Amazon except for the boys. Which <laughs> I need to get into the new season, but... I have a problem with their interface. Eh, whatever. Yeah, yeah. But also, to me, it's... it's Again, it falls under the category of, is this really a story that we needed to have told? Or can we just accept that, like, Frodo got the ring and that's where the story picks up? Like, we don't necessarily need to understand where the cow grew up and how it lived its life and what its best friend was and, like... I, I just care about the steak. I just, that's fine. I, I, I can just enjoy a good steak. I don't need to know the whole cow history. I mean, I've always been interested in, in the Tolkien world, but um, yeah, I, I don't know. I'll, I haven't, I've never seen a single episode of Game of Thrones. I'm in a very small <gasps> minority. Ooh, controversies. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm sure I'd love it, but I just, it's just an investment, man. It's like Breaking Bad. Never Do you like it. dragons? I, yeah. Do you like boobies? Yeah. Do you like violence yeah you should watch game of thrones sir yeah, yeah. no i mean i know it won all those emmys for a reason but i just haven't done it but whatever we'll see um sit down and binge it and like we then we can really have a like long conversation about it okay uh no i'm i'm interested in the show i mean i might get around to it this might be a better stepping on place or you know getting jumping on point than um than some other things but um I'll say they're spending all the money that they have on this show. The the production value is ridiculous. Peter Re- Jackson levels of production money. More no, more than that. They're dropping coin on this. I think it was like over a hundred million dollars for Jesus. the first episode or some shit like that. She, for the first episode? Or something like that. I remember reading wow. yeah. I don't know if you like Googling it right the second, but it was well, you know, ridiculous. This is all speculation and, and news. Yeah, yeah. You decide which is which. Speculation, news, same thing. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I'm on board for that. Glad it's going on. Be worth it just to see that, even though uh, Prime Video has a terrible user interface. So atrocious. It's yeah. so bad. Uh, the good news is, uh, I know you and I are both Gremlins fans of um, way back in the day, and they uh, are doing a new Gremlins television show on HBO Max, The Secret of the Mogwai, and it's coming with the original actor Zach Galligan is jumping back on board. Are you talking about an electric Gremlins? We can put that in the movie, son. 
You want a lady gremlins dressed up all in drags with a pretty dress and lipsticks? That's going in the movie. Guess what? It just happened. It just happened. Yeah, no, Gremlins is a all-time classic. It really is. <laughs> the sequel is so, like... It's Phoebe Kate's best non-breast-revealing role. Sure. If you say so. It's a weird title to give it, but sure. Sure. So, yeah, no, I just wanted to uh, drop on that because I know that you're a... Uh, yeah, I'm down for it, man. Fan. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah. The Secret of the Mogwai, so it's just going to be about, like, what, Gizmo and... Who knows? Who knows if Gizmo's going to be in it? I don't know. I didn't read enough about it. I just know it's coming. And Are they bringing in Howie Mandel to do the voice of Gizmo once again? I don't know. See, I should... News and speculation. I'm going to say yes. <laughs> and I'll let you figure out which one of those two that it is. Uh, okay. Uh, so let's pivot into some things that we've been really, really, really wanting to talk about. I kind of saved what we consider the best for last, our more area of expertise. We're going to start talking MCU here, and I am so excited. There are so many reasons to live over the next, you know, three to five years. Yeah. I think there's 20, more 20, than that. Yeah. They yeah. got 2025 planned out, but 2026 or whatever it is. Um, yeah. Uh, but before we get into the actual MCU cinema or the uh, the big screen stuff, Marvel Animated dropped a bunch of stuff, man. They're, yeah. they're really doubling down on their animated efforts. Yeah. They announced uh, Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur, which is like All a kid show. Which yeah. Moon Girl in the comics is like the smartest being on the planet. She's like, she's smarter than Reed Richards, smarter than everybody. She's like this 10 or 11 year old girl that's just born just genius. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, she's, and they got a good cast. It's Allison Brie, Andy Cohen, uh, Jennifer Hudson. So Love me some Jennifer Hudson yeah. and Allison Brie. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so that's coming out. They're they're putting their efforts into that. So it's basically the story of a, a girl genius and her dinosaur, Pretty which much. I love. That's a great concept. I'll watch that show for at least two, three episodes. Yeah, why not? Yeah, no, it's very kid-centric, but hey, man, get them all they're young. That's how yeah. I feel about it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm all about, I mean, I know it, some people take it as like, oh, it's all played out now. They're trying to you know, force the, this woke culture down our throat. But I'm I'm all about giving young girls somebody to look up to. Like, oh, she's a superhero and she's the smartest being on the planet. Like, there's no loss for that, you know? Like, there's no downside. Well, and the, the whole concept of comics has always been capture them while they're, while they're young, you know? Yeah. Like, there's a reason why Steve Rogers was so popular in the 40s because he appealed to the, you know, to, to, the, to the youth market who were very super patriotic and, and wanted to see the ideal man standing up to tyranny. There's a reason why Tony Stark worked, you know, for, for the generation that he came out. Maybe not initially in the, in the 60s, but especially in the 2008s. No, I would say in that, because it was very, he was very pro-war and then it was, he flipped over and was like, I'm not wa- making weapons anymore to sure. try to touch on the anti-war sentiment that was going on. Just like Captain America was banging the, the patriotic drum back in the day. Sure. And like the the magic trick to me is not that that they made those premises work. It's the fact that they took them that are very specific to their time and made these characters last the test of time. Oh yeah, that's the, lo- the magic trick. The longevity is is where the magic lies for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The fact that like I can watch Captain America in. 2022 and still be just as excited as some kid reading the comic book in 1942 right now like yeah that's the magic trick um so yeah moon girl devil dinosaur all for it good cast looking good i am groot is the new like animated shorts that they're doing there's gonna be i think like eight maybe 12 whatever it is it's it's 
Disney making money. I mean, Groot is one of their most popular characters right now, and the the fact that they're just going to give him his own little short series and every apparently every episode is going to be under like twelve minutes or something like that. Yeah, they're just shorts. It's like yeah. they did it with uh, Doug from Up. Mm-hmm. They did it. Uh, there's uh, Forky with Toy Story. Yeah, four, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which they're it's... all cute and fun to watch. Like, I mean, it's Pixar doing shorts. They've won Oscars for that. So, <laughs> right, like, right. And this is not Pixar, but. It's Marvel's bite at that. Like, hey, maybe we could do that too, and we have a character that. So. Well, and the, and the recipe is proven at this point. Like yeah. they they've seen how Forky worked out. They've seen how Doug worked out, and so they can absolutely just be like, oh, we know what to do now. Yeah, plug this character into this formula, right? right. And let's go. So that's coming out really soon. Yeah. Well, I I'm, I'm moderately interested, but I don't have great expectations for it it's going to be mostly like me being Still. drunk yeah it's me drunk at like three o'clock in the morning being like i'm just gonna watch some stupid shit that's how i minus the drinking that's pretty much <laughs> what i do all the time uh, it already got some early reviews and everyone's saying like oh it's adorable it's like sweeter than cotton candy which it should of be course. Yeah, of course of course yeah so um the other big news is we got spider-man freshman year coming out mm-hmm which they are going to bring a lot of the the known MCU. Uh, Charlie Cox is going to be Daredevil in that. He's going to voice Matt Murdock in it. Which I'm put give it all to that guy. Charlie Cox of the Netflix Daredevil yeah. fame. So they're officially folding that into the MCU. Great! I can't wait to see it. Like, I I I'm a huge Spider-Man mark anyway, so I'll watch pretty much anything he's in at least once. But then you bring in like. They're they're involving sort of the tertiary characters from the or the periphery characters in the MCU. Yeah, I'm all about it. Let's do it. Why yeah. not? I'm I'm also for the fact that Charlie Cox is taking ownership of the role. Yeah. Like for a long time, uh, in that game X Men Legends Two that we played so often, like they actually got Patrick Stewart to be the voice of Charles Xavier yeah. in the video game. And he's like, well, they're going to pay somebody to do it anyways. Pay me to scale like you would anybody else. Right. Like I want to own the character, and I think Charlie Cox, by everything I've read, is just so grateful. That he that uh, Daredevil is coming back and that he gets to put on the tights again and be Matt Murdock again. Right, right. That he's like, oh no, baby, I'm. I've seen what happens when it goes away. Like this is my role. Oh yeah, there's there's such a rabid fan base already built around him based on the Netflix series that why wouldn't you? Like it, it'd be foolish for Marvel to all of a sudden try and bring in somebody new or recast it and just be like, ah, eh, the thing that happened on Netflix is sort of a one off. You know, we don't really associate with that. Like no, like. You have a rabid fan base. It's it's. I mean, it won awards. It won like all this critical acclaim. And quite frankly, Charlie Cox Charlie Cox is great as Daredevil. Like yeah, he sure embodies is. the best of Matt Murdock, the best of Daredevil, and he's got this really great dramatic range. Of course, why why wouldn't you? Like you already have a, a guaranteed star. Go for it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I just applaud him. Like I said, just being like, hey, it's my role for a while. You know. So I'm, I'm with it. I'm all on board that. Uh, that's going to be interesting, exploring the early years of Spider-Man, as they say, it's his freshman year. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be him uh, just kind of figuring out the powers, which I like the fact that they skipped Uncle Ben dying in the in the actual cinematic universe. Yes. They skipped Uncle Ben dying. They skipped him being bit by the radioactive spider. And so now they get a chance to kind of explore what they would want to do. With I that. mean, they, they kind of brought it back around. Like they basically just transferred the uncle Ben role into aunt may spoilers, which the, was devastating, but it worked like they, it, it's a, it's a brilliant way for them to have their cake and eat it too. Like we're not, 
given the same old Uncle Ben is killed by a robber and I could have stopped him. Like, we're not given that story, but we're given the exact same emotional impact with a character that we've already built a relationship with in Aunt May, you know? Yeah. So it's it's this really brilliant, like, we're not going to do a spider origin story, but we're going to do a yeah. spider origin story. Yeah, yeah. And it works, man. That one that one was devastating. That was a, a big loss. But um, yeah, I like the fact that they get to go now and explore it because they're like, ah, we're skipping that. Which I'm I'm all for. How many times do I need to see uh, Thomas Wayne and Martha Wayne get shot? Right, like it's right, right. come on now. Like right. we we know what Batman is. We know right. what Spider Man is. Right, we get right, it. Right. So all on board that. Uh, Marvel Zombies is coming back out. All for it, man. I love a good zombies. I love Marvels. You put your peanut butter in my jelly. Yep, that's what I'm talking about. And um, they have announced that is going to be TVMA, uh, TV for mature audiences. Good and. I like the fact that Disney is now going to start scratching that itch. They, they've they announced that uh, Logan, uh, the Wolverine series, is mm-hmm. going to be on Disney Plus now, and Deadpool 1 and 2 yep. are also going to be on Disney Plus in the future, which gives us great uh, what, motor, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, excitement about Deadpool 3 coming out, because sure. they've said, like, we're going to keep it the tone that you guys know. The writers have come out publicly and say, like, we're not changing the tone of Deadpool 3. Right. We're not taking the formula and dumbing it down. Like, trust us on this. Right, right. So, and it would be foolish to. There's a reason why those movies work so well, you know? Like, it would be foolish for Disney to step in and be like, we love what you did with Deadpool, but can we make it family-friendly? Like, you have plenty of other franchises that do that. So many others. So, yeah. I, 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 I really am glad that they're giving the creators free range to just let them do what they want. And like, hey, you're, the formula that you've already set up, it's working great. Just do more of that and we'll collect the money. Yeah. So they're leaning into, um, I, I don't know if Daredevil's going to be MA. Well, uh, spoiler, spoiler alert, we're going to talk about that in a minute. But they, I like the fact that they're leaning into this in the sense of, like I said, the Marvel Zombies is going to be that way. And they promised all the blood, guts, gore, everything that you would want in right. a Marvel Zombies show. Or any zombie show, really. I yeah, mean, like, yeah. It's hard to do a PG-13 zombie fair because, like, part of the appeal yeah. of zombies is there's blood and guts and people dying and in horrific ways. And so, like, to try and dumb that down would be a complete disservice. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, other than that, we got where the origin of the Marvel zombies came from in the animated. We got What If Season 2 is coming. Yeah. Which, no trailer, no nothing like that yet, but, I mean, they're they're keeping that train moving. I mean... Which is a wonderful premise. It's... One, I, one I, really, I really enjoyed the, the What If series. It's it's a really... They did a really good job of doing an anthology and then sort of tying it all together at the very last episode. Which um, I totally called. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. The second that they, the second that they had Ultron win the Infinity Gauntlet, you were like, "That's coming back." <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. Um, so yeah, that's coming, and the the one that we're all really looking forward to, in terms of the animated, they are bringing back X Men '97, and it will be here fall of 2023. <laughs> Dude, yeah, no, and they they seem to be rolling with that theme song, by the way. I, yes, I mean it's become at this point so recognizable. It's it's like the the Batman theme, you know. It's 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 so yeah recognizable by a, people of a certain generation that 
why wouldn't you throw it in there? Like, it, it, it instantly evokes this feeling of nostalgia and like, oh, I remember that. Oh, that was good times, right? The, yeah, speaking of the score, yes, I agree with you. But <laughs> my, my brain went somewhere real quick. Um, speaking of the Batman score, I was living in Maryland for a little while and I would, didn't have a car, so I'd ride my bike everywhere. And so when I did, I'd go over speed bumps and hill. And I would always sing the, the Batman theme. I'd go, dun, 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 <laughs> every time. And everyone's like, what are you doing? I'm like, dun, 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 dun. every time I'd start picking up Inspiration, the motherfuckers. Yeah, so, so the fact that we do associate that X-Men theme, to bring it back, the X-Men theme with that show, yeah. and the fact that they're starting to use that, just that little bitty jingle, they know the power of it and they're smart. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, it is picking up right where the previous animated show left off. Mm-hmm. So in this one, in the very end of spoiler alert, which go see it. It's been out for a long spoiler time. Spoiler on a 20-year yeah, 20 series. So, yeah. <laughs> um, Charles Xavier went away uh, with the Shi'ar. So Lalandra, yeah. Yeah, Lalandra or whatever her name is. Lalandra, yeah, I think that is it. And so he, he left, left Earth. And so Magneto is going to be the leader of this X-Men team. Dope. Dope. All for it, yes. Let's see. Let's see a a, a Magneto driven X Men where he's pushing them to, the, to their limits. A hundred percent. Yeah, I'm I'm on board. And he's got a new costume. Did you get a chance to check it out? I did not. Oh shit! Yeah. What is it? Uh, it's very typical, sim- uh, similar color pattern. Um, the one I saw, I didn't have a helmet in. He had just like long white hair, and he had mm-hmm. a big M on his. So oh, very much so, like his like his acolyte suit. Yep. Okay. Yep. Okay. Yep. Okay. Yeah, I got the big white M on his on his get up. That's pretty interesting because the Acolytes were a group that Magneto formed to basically it was his version of the X Men that failed because he pushed them too hard. But that's going way into way into comics history. Yeah, check that bingo box. <laughs> check that bingo box for sure. Probably eight points in this episode. <laughs> uh, if what else ever, we got? If you ever do fill out your bingo card that don't exist, uh, if you make one and send it to send, we'll get you a $5 DVD. How about that? You just email us at uh, what you've been watching podcast at gmail.com. You make a bingo card, you fill it out for the dumb shit we talk about, you get a $5 DVD. How about that? I want to point out that Marcus will be responsible for sending you that DVD because I accept no responsibility. I just accept your dedication as one of the legions. That's it. That's all I want. Just dedication. One of us Love me. Worship me. Far more benevolent than the other. <laughs> Love me, Sarah. Do as I say, and I will be yours. <laughs> Anyways, uh, on to the MCU proper, if you got time for us, that is. This is what we want to talk about, though. I'm going to run through some of these. You just pause whenever you want to open up your them gum runners. And you just <laughs> flip chops yours, and you just let me know. All right. It's going to happen pretty frequently. Yeah, so (laughs) they had a huge panel at San Diego Comic-Con. Kevin Feige took stage in proper fashion. I've been there for like three, four years now, something Mm -hmm. like that. And man, they shut it down. They shut it down. As they always do for the past, you know, like since what, 2010 maybe? Yeah, whenever. Yeah. I mean, 2008, they sort of stole the show with the Iron Man trailer and then... It took maybe two or three years for the populace to catch on, but ever since then, they've just been like, oh, you're going to the Marvel Hall H panel? Yeah, yeah. At this point, they could give us peanuts, though. Here's a photo of one movie that's coming out in eight years. You'd be like, oh, my God. Kevin Feige could just show a slideshow of his dick pics, and we'd be like, (laughs) this is the greatest thing ever! (laughs) 
He's like, I drew this concept on a napkin right. while I was drunk at a Beefo Brady's. That's right. Here's face 42. That's we, right. We'd eat that shit That's up. Right. We would eat that shit up. I drew a stick figure of Nova. You guys <laughs> like it? <laughs> Nova! We're getting, we're getting exactly. Nova! Uh, so anyways, they, they announced all of Phase 5. They announced that Phase 4 is ending, which we're currently in. And they announced 5 and the ending of six, which yes. we're going to get into it. Yes, yes, yes. Put so, a pin in that. Yeah, we're going to we're gonna bounce around a little bit, but just bear with us here for a minute. Uh, to start us off, phase five, we got Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. Uh, they had Paul Rudd and uh, Evangeline Lilly and uh, the, the young lady that's playing Cassie Lang come out. And I uh, don't, don't know her name. I should have Googled yeah. it, but whatever. Um, I'm still giving her credit. But that's coming out in February. Uh, they also had Jonathan Majors, who is going to be... Kang, not yes. not he who remains, but yes. they asked him like, "Uh, what do you want to see Kang do? What does he do?" He just looks at the crowd and goes, "Conquer," which, which is the appropriate, appropriate response. Answer. Yeah, yeah, that is one hundred percent. I I've I've never been a I don't want to say I've never been a fan, but like of the of the Marvel movies, Ant Man has always been kind of low on my priority list. I really kind of want to see this because I really feel that like now's the time to do a dark turn in in the Ant-Man series like the last two have been so light and so fluffy and Paul Rudd's charming and and charismatic as fuck I really want to see them stretch this characterization and just see like put it to the breaking limit you know like I I really think that this is the one to ground the series in not necessarily seriousness, but more gravitas. Does that make sense? A little bit. A little bit. I mean, I've always appreciated Ant-Man in the sense of it's a small... It's supposed to be a smaller thing. It's not yeah, always... I see what yeah, you do I mean, on, on both levels. <laughs> it's supposed to be a small movie. And um, it's not always... It is Save the World stakes, but it's also more personal and kind of stuff sure. like that. And I hate to disappoint you, but um, I, I don't know. I can't speak on the silliness or anything like that, but... I'm glad they're doing something. They pretty much said that they're going to be spending time in the quantum realm. Mm-hmm. Because at this point, it's just this magic MacGuffin that you can time travel through it. And you can, and so they're going to start kind of breaking down. Like, we're going to spend time in the quantum realm where people can actually know what's up with it. The dangers, the this, the that. What are the rules here? Yeah, so they're going to be spending a lot of time in that. And Kang's going to be doing stuff. Um, they showed a picture of MODOK, which they haven't released. Aww. Yeah. I can't wait to see that. I haven't seen the trailer, so yeah, the trailer's like, not I, on the internet. So. Yeah, I, I definitely am, am waiting to see like how they reveal Modok. But if you're any kind of comic books, comic book fan, especially an Avengers fan, Modok is one of those tertiary villains that's always sort of been waiting in the wings, and you're just like, it'd be really cool to see how they did that one, though. Yeah, I hope they never kill him. I hope they just constantly have him just be a thorn in everyone's side. Do they have, is Patton Oswalt going to be doing the the voice? I, I don't know. I don't know. Because I know, I know he had the, the, the Hulu uh, Modoc show. I don't, I honestly don't know. I know that, because um, he, he owned up to it when uh, Peyton Reed did, the director. Mm-hmm. He owned up to, um, they were like, was that Modoc? And he's like, that may or may not have been a photo of Modoc, yes, it was. Kind of <laughs> so um, I, I don't know. Um, it, the trailer was only seen by the people in attendance at Hall right. H. So it'll be here before we know it. But Modoc, yeah. Kang, I'm uh, down. We get real deal Kang. So I was not expecting him to to be the bad guy. Which hopefully this movie will solve what a lot of MCU has, and it's it's a bad guy problem. And I think yeah. Ant Man and the Wasp suffers from that pretty 
pretty heavily in the fact that they have a villain problem and that they're not really memorable. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, yeah, I was going to say. It's kind of like, like, eh. Yeah, yeah. It, they're it, not sympathetic enough where you're rooting for them and they're not evil enough where you're like, smack this motherfucker down. <laughs> yeah, they, especially, I think, in Phase 4, they, they've really suffered from a villain problem in terms of, like, I'm, I'm excited to see the continuation of these characters that I love, but for the most part, the villains have been a one-shot or, like, a one-off or, like, not necessarily as compelling as they could have been. Like, just... Not, not wasted potential, but just like if you know the comic book's history of the villain, there was so much more that right. they could have gotten into. Right. And I know that they can't do that for but I think the MCU as a whole kinda has that problem. Like Guardians of the Galaxy One, like Ronin is a big deal in the comics. Like right. he's kinda always there and he's just dead. Right. And he was right. just like a baby about stuff and the Guardians carried that movie, thank goodness. But like, and I, it's not a knock on Lee Pace. He was fine. He was just underutilized. And sure, like, sure. But it has more to do with the heroes are much more interesting than the villains ever were. And so, if I don't give a fuck about the villain, then I sort of like automatically understand that, like, oh well, of course he's gonna he's gonna win this one because I don't give a fuck about the give right. a fuck about the villain. So right. why, you know? No, I'm with you on that one. So hopefully, Ant Man and the Wasp. The third one, Quantumania, will kind of... We get Kang, and he's going to be the big bad, which you'll f- soon find out. Yep. Uh, to backtrack a little bit, we're going to talk about one of these movies a little bit more in depth. To close out Phase 4 before uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp, we are closing it out with She-Hulk, Attorney at Law. Can't wait for it. And Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, which we'll get we'll get into that in a minute. But um, let's talk about a little bit of She-Hulk, uh, att- uh, Attorney at Law. Sure. Which, apparently it pulls from the John Byrne run. And yeah, he was. She was actually. Everyone gives it to Deadpool. She was one of the first Marvel characters to break the fourth wall, and would have one of the comic book covers was a cover of. It was her holding up a comic book of herself, and so she's very much so into that. And the show seems yeah. to be leaning into that a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I noticed that in the trailer they had a. Uh, I forget what the line was, but she kind of like literally winks at the fourth wall, like she she winks directly into the camera, as far as like, oh, but we know that's not going to happen. Wink. Yeah, no, they they're definitely breaking the fourth wall in this one. They they've outright said that that's what's going to happen. And I I like it. Yeah, I, I I was never a huge She Hulk fan, but I'm sort of interested to see. The new progression of, you and I have talked about how sort of like they're building the new Avengers. You know, they've got the new Kate Bishop Hawkeye. They've got, you know, She-Hulk. They've got uh, Blade that they're bringing in. They've got like, it's not going to be, you know, uh, uh, what's his name? Chris Evans is gone. Yeah. Robert Downey Jr. is gone. They're sort of phasing out Mark Ruffalo and and Chris Hemsworth. Um, so... It's sort of interesting to see how they're building this new Avengers team and where they go with it. And they're going to need some heavy hitters. I, why not? Jen Walters is a she's a staunch powerhouse in the team for sure. Yeah, oh, absolutely. She was. I like the new run that they did uh, when they rebooted it um, for like the eighth time. Um, yeah, she she was a part of that team. It was really good. I'm trying to see. I think it was Jason Aaron did it uh, when they rebooted the, the Avengers. And Sounds about right. She was on right. that team and. Um, Again, this is all speculation and news. No, you it decide. was. It, it definitely was. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so she's an interesting character. I, I love that they're doing the fourth wall thing. It's going to be a, a legal pr- uh, procedure show mixed with comedy, mixed with action. 
Um, I know a lot of people are disappointed because they want to see Hulk back into form like he was in Avengers, where he was just running through shit. Yeah, running Hulk through smash. Shit. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, yeah. some people are a little mad about that. But. Well, it, like with any comic, man, like just wait long enough and somebody else is going to take over the writing job and they're going to bring it right back to the thing that you love. Like that's the beautiful thing about comics is they're always changing writers, they're always changing artists, and eventually they're going to hit something that you like. Gene Simmons said it best, the lead singer of Kiss. He said, the smartest thing we ever did was put the makeup on. And now he wasn't just talking about as a gimmick. He said, because we tour with it on forever. Mm -hmm. And then we get old and we take it off and everyone hates it, but they still buy the tickets. Right. And then we put it back on. Right. And guess what? Everyone loves it again. Oh, it's a reunion tour and they're wearing the the makeup. makeup. Oh, I just bought my thousand dollar front row seats. Bye. Uh, I just bought my Kiss coffin. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Kiss army's real, bro. Don't don't get twisted. Um, I'm going to butcher her name. It's Tatiana Maslany, I think. Yes. I think is the the actress's name. Mm -hmm. Or pronounce it at least. Uh, She looks like she's having a blast, man. I think she's... For sure. She's a rock star. She was nominated for Emmys and stuff like that for... I forget what show, but... um, Uh, Orphan Black. Was that it? I think so. Maybe. Either way, but everyone says she's a phenomenal actress, so I'm... They haven't really missed on these, so I'm really interesting to see what she's going to do. Kevin Feige has a lot of leeway with yeah. me. Like, he very rarely disappoints, and even then I'm kind of like, meh, it was still pretty good. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So, uh, do you want to talk? Well, no, we'll, we'll run down everything else, then we'll talk about the Black Panther trailer. Yeah, How about yeah let's save that for last, because that's the one that I actually have seen. So. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so that's going to close out Phase 4, and then, like I said, Phase 5, we get into Ant-Man that comes out February 17th of 2023. Can't so it's wait. right around the corner. Can't right wait. around the less, corner. Less than six months, yeah. And then we go right into it. They showed, an, uh, uh, most of these they showed trailers or scenes for, but it was only for the people in attendance. Mm-hmm. Um, then they got Secret Invasion, the television show, which they had um, Kobe Smulders come out. Great. Um, chat Love about her. it a little bit, and they showed a trailer for that. Sam Jackson, obviously, is reprising his role. Ben Mendelsohn. Um, it's super, like, taut political thriller. Like, it's... it's Suspicion is awry. Um, you of want, course. Tell yeah, them yeah. what the Secret Invasion is, just so, quickly. So, Secret Invasion is basically... Um, we find out that the scrolls that we met in the Captain Marvel movie, the shape-changers, the, the shapeshifters, um, have infiltrated every level of government politics, uh, superherodom, and replaced crucial heroes with their own doppelgangers in order to, in order to, uh, uh, move forward their own, uh, invasion agenda. Like, essentially, it is, they, they decide that Earth is going to be the new home planet. Clintar, yeah. Clintar, yes, thank Which you. Which was destroyed you. in the Annihilation Wave, but that's here and there. Nerd. I know, I know. <laughs> So... So it, it's this really great comic book series about intrigue and can we really trust who who we think are our friends and who's on our side and who's really who they say they are. I can't wait for it. It's going to be this really great. It's going to be this really great exploration into uh, diverging in the in the MCU, like oh, we found out that the Hawkeye that we knew and loved from the Hawkeye series is not really Hawkeye, or they better not fuck with Clint, or or or, or uh, Nick Fury has not been the same Nick Fury ever since Avengers Two for some reason, or like whatever, like yeah. just this whole revelation of like oh, I thought I could trust that dude, and turns out 
he was working against me the whole time. So fucking it's, scroll. Yeah, it's gonna be this whole great like revelation of well, I who thought, do you trust? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I thought I could trust a dude. Yeah, no, I'm I'm all for it, man. Um, I mean, you get Sam Jack, baby. Yeah, like let's go, Sam motherfucking Jack himself, which I think he'd be fine with me adding that between his name. Um, other than that, we're moving right into Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. Uh, which will be May fifth, twenty twenty three. So less than a wow, year. Wow, that's really we're, soon. We're moving, brother. Wow. We're moving. I know reasons to live. Each and every one of them. Which they showed a trailer for at the the Hall H panel, and everyone was in tears. Like even the people on uh, that are in the movie, like Chris Pratt, uh, Pom Clementoff, um, Karen Gillian, stuff like. Yeah, I heard. They uh, were all crying. I heard. Uh, what's his name? Uh, James Gunn's brother, Sean Gunn. Uh, Sean Gunn. Yeah, I heard he had a like whole breakdown where he was like. I just fucking love these people, you yeah. know, like, and like full on and like Kevin Feige was like, eh, you kind of cursed, but <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. We talked about it a little bit. I watched the entire, uh, you can watch the entire panel online. They just take out all the trailers mm-hmm. that, that mm-hmm. haven't been released online already. And so, um, Sean Gunn definitely was like, they were asking about what it means to him and how, how happy he is to do it. And he said something along the lines of like, the reason why we're all crying on stage is because, and he sighed and said, because we fucking care. Right. And I remember Kevin uh, Kevin Feige kind of smiled a little bit. And Man, if there's a time to drop an F-bomb in front of your, your boss, like that's the time to do it. Yeah. And about how passionate you are about right. what it is that you're doing. I just fucking love working here. Yeah. Yeah. That's the time to do yeah. it. Yeah. So that's going to be insane. It's uh, I can't wait. And we're, we're getting Adam Warlock, which is... I didn't know that motherfucker was British. Will Poulter? Is he really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. He's been speaking British in all the interviews I've seen. I said, wait a second. <laughs> if this motherfucker's keeping character like that... Either that or he's committed to the bit. <laughs> look, good for you then, bro. Good for you then. No, apparently... Uh, I didn't know that. Right on. Apparently, yeah. They're stealing all of our shit. Or Charlie Cox, too. That motherfucker. <laughs> stealing all of our good American goddamn acting jobs. Goddamn stealing our American... Take it or goddamn gerbs. Yep. Everybody uh, back in the pile. Yep. <laughs> um, but no, apparently this is the origin story of Rocket Raccoon. And if you don't know, James Gunn, the director of Guardians, got fired from Marvel over dumb shit. Like, mm-hmm. And then he got brought back on and he was saying that the reason he wanted to come back on after that little hiccup, as it were, is because he he pitched the ending of it like 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. And he said that like Rocket Raccoon is the loneliest creature in the entire universe because there was right. nothing like him else on the planet. Right. And so... They're bringing in the high evolutionary. The, the actor who's playing him came out in full costume, in character. And, I did see that yeah. where he like he was. They, they basically Loki'd it, where like Tom Hiddleston used to come out in full Loki character and like just tell people he, to kneel. Yeah, he didn't break like he didn't break kayfabe at all. Yeah, and so now they brought in the high evolutionary that was like, I see all of you swarming sea of unevolved maggots, and it it sickens me. the The bile in the back of my throat is enough motivation to want something better for you yeah he said i can't wait to dissect you all <laughs> good, good line to go out on good line to go out on that's great so that's great so i'm looking for the tragic origin of rocket raccoon it's gonna be great so it apparently somebody leaked the trailer online but it keeps getting pulled down i saw mm-hmm. about literally five seconds of it uh-huh. and i just saw the one shot of its uh mantis kind of swaying to music or whatever and then they have the saddest shot of rocket raccoon ever with these big doe eyes as a raccoon and it is going to be heartbreaking 
It's like, yeah, he's like a pre-Rocket Raccoon before all the, like, cybernetic augmentations and yep. stuff like that, where he's just this little lowly, like, rodent cowering in a cage and, you Before know. he got torn together and put yeah. back apart, yeah. yeah Raccoonie. Yeah, Raccoonie. <laughs> um, other than that, we are moving straight into Echo, which is, uh, that was a character that was born in uh, the Hawkeye series. Yep. yep. Uh, Maya Lopez's. She's in, yeah. She's the she's the character's name, right? Maya Lopez. Maya Lopez. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mixed up. Ooh. Almost, almost walked into one there. <laughs> yeah, Maya Lopez is Echo. Uh, the same actress is going to play. I forget her name at the moment. I didn't write it down. It's all me. But um, Charlie Cox is going to be in that one too. Of course, so, more so dead. Vincent more dead. Yep. Uh, Love it. Dare- Vincent D'Onofrio as uh, Kingpin is one of the best comic to screen adaptations i've ever seen like agreed that guy totally gets it he fits the bill and not only fits the bill but puts a whole new perspective on kingpin that i had never thought of like he makes that character his own like he's a little i don't want to say autistic but there there, there's something off there's there's a little you can tell that he's sort of he's so frightening but so scared yeah he's so frightening and so like scared at the same time yes 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 and he's like volatile of like yeah, oh lie, yeah, you yeah, say the wrong yeah. thing and oh loud it's on he's a raw nerve the entire yep. time but he's yep. he's constantly trying to give this demeanor of like a man who has complete control over any situation but you can just see that beneath the surface it's just this boiling bubbling cauldron of rage yeah he owns it man so uh yeah echoes coming that'll be summer of 2023 okay and that goes right into loki season two which I think we're the that. most consistent of it. You get more Tom Hiddleston, more Kang the Conqueror, which is the fact that they unveiled like that's the only show that I really think was like, wait, we're doing that in a television show, right? Like, right. We're getting Kang in a TV show. In terms of not in, in terms movie? of unveiling, that would be similar to them unveiling um, Thanos in like a random one-off of like X Men or something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, like just exactly. a random wait, like yeah. Yeah, no, so um, Loki Season 2, again, summer 2023. I mean, more Tom Hiddleston as Loki. Yeah, he's, he's glorious and delicious, and I, I just want to eat it up. Yeah, he, he knows the character at this yep. point. So, um, Other than that, we get The Marvels, the sequel to Captain Marvel. That is July 22nd, 2023. Again, less than a year away, bro. Wow. Yep. Wow. It's in production right now. Not a lot of info on that, except you're going to get three Captain Marvels. So it's Brie Larson and... Um, I forget the actress's name, Kamala Khan, um, oh, Imani Vellani. Yeah. I, 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 I'm going to butcher the yeah. name, sorry. But from the recent Miss Marvel uh, series, and uh, Monica Rambeau from yeah. uh, the WandaVision fame. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so you get Photon, you get Miss Marvel, and then Captain Marvel, ultimately. Not sure, not a lot of details on that yet, just the fact that it's in production. Um, I'm all for it, man. Like, why not? Let's go for it. Yeah. And then from there, we go into Blade, which is November 3rd, 2023. I mean, Marshala Mar- Ali. Marshala Ali as Blade. Mar- I, I'm all about that. Yeah. Let's Mar- do Marshala it. Ali. Yeah. I always Mar- <laughs> yeah. No, he's going to be phenomenal, man. That guy is so good. Like, have you ever seen Moonlight? He's not in it that long, but he, he won an Oscar for it. He is so good in it, though. Like, so incredible in it. I just remember, like, when they first announced uh, him as Blade at the last Comic-Con, or maybe it was D23 or whatever, whatever it was. Uh, 
when he put on that blade hat, he looked like he got drafted into like first round <laughs> right. NFL draft. Like he put it on like, this is what's happening. What's up? He's like, how do you feel, Mr. Ali? Uh, first, I want to thank my parents. I want to thank <laughs> That's God. Right, right. I want to thank the, it's a good I organization. Want my, I want to thank my coaches for putting me here. And it's the same shit that the next 80 people are going right, to say. Right. But he put that hat on with such like, yeah, boy, you guys know I'm going to Buffalo. That's what's happening. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Cut the check, yeah. <laughs> Cut the check. Which, he was already in the Eternals, only in voice. That was his right. voice at the end with um, the Ebony Blade or whatever. Um, what's his name? Jon Snow. Yeah, Jon Snow. <laughs> what's the character's name he's going to play? Golly, the Swordsman? No, not the Swordsman. Dane Whitman. The Black Knight. Golly. Yeah, Black Knight, yeah. yeah. So, he's already going to be there. I think, man, in my personal opinion... There's already been a bunch of rumors about some Ghost Rider. They maybe Norman Reedus, maybe a Keanu Reeves, maybe a this, maybe a that. If they do that, we're gonna get the Midnight Suns, is what I believe. We're gonna get the, which is the more mystic, kind of demonic fighting team of the yeah like Blade. They, Iron Fist has been on it. Doctor Strange has been on it. Uh, Ghost Rider. They, they tend, was they, on they, it tend to, they tend to they tend to operate in more the supernatural realm of werewolves, vampires, zombies, demonic Demons, cults, yeah. you know, yeah. you know. I'll, I'll be honest, if they don't bring in Nick Cage as Ghost Rider, I'm going to flip a fucking table. I don't I'm going to be honest do with it. you. I don't think he'd do I, it. Why wouldn't he? Why wouldn't he sign up? Like, if you're Nick Cage, take the paycheck cut just to be on, like, the next grandiose series like why wouldn't you like you know that they're gonna call you back unless you ed norton that shit yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh speaking of ghost rider though you know how everyone breaks down like frame by frame all these marvel trailers mm-hmm. there was a she hulk featurette and in it somebody frame by framed it and they found a poster that said donnie blaze johnny blaze no yeah. no no but it said donnie on the poster donnie blaze yeah, d-o yeah it says d-o-n-n-y so it's donnie Wahlberg as ghost rider no i don't know but so I mean, somebody did it though, and it's definitely so. There's some Blaze out there, and I don't know if they're trying to do like a mix of Danny Ketch and Johnny Blaze oh, or something like that, which would yeah. be, hey man, I don't care at this point. Right, right, right. Second, you uh, get the Ghost Rider on scene. I'm with it. I I'm all for man, like flaming skull, you know, vengeance reaper, like the 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 bounty hunter of hell and then you put him on a motorcycle and flaming skulls like i'm down that, that that's the best metal album cover ever oh 100 <laughs> percent. it's such a cool aesthetic character he like, is, just yeah. so aesthetically pleasing as hell um so and after that we get Ironheart, which is coming in fall of 2023 and you see her briefly uh riri williams who is the character Ironheart. you see her briefly in the black panther 2 trailer yes, which, which yes. we will talk about yeah, Ironheart, Fall 2023, right Recreating the infamous uh, Tony Stark... Uh, banging of his bang, face mask. Banging out his face mask, uh, but she cuts out a... She welds out a little Iron Heart. A little Iron Heart, indeed. Uh, they also announced, just going in a sequential order, um, Catherine Hahn, who I absolutely love and adore. Love she's just so funny. She's so talented. She's just the shit. She seems to just... As the kids say, understand the assignment in just about everything she <laughs> fucking does. Um, they announced the name of her show that's coming out, and it's going to be Agatha, the Coven of Chaos, in winter of 2023 into 24. Way better name than House of Harkness, House of Harkness or whatever it was. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So that's coming, which, again, not a lot on that, but just sign me up for that. I just like her. She's a, one of those yes. actresses or actors, whatever you want to say. 
whatever's politically correct today. I don't know. <laughs> but I, she's so captivating. Like, like when I just she's, follow her. Like, yeah, when she's on screen, like she absolutely commands your attention. Like you, you can't help but watch anything but her. Yeah, she's legit, awesome, funny, and everything. So. Mm-hmm. She's in a commercial series right now, and every time she's, I'm like, "What's up?" Like, I feel like I know you. <laughs> so it's like for some credit card. I don't know. It might be Old Navy. Who fucking knows. I don't pay attention. I just know it's her. Um, after that, we get, and this is a big one. This is a big, 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 big announcement. And they kind of stopped. They kind of stopped the uh, the show for a little bit, as it were, after they announced this one. Daredevil, born again, with Vincent D'Onofrio. And Charlie Cox reprising their roles. And here's the kicker. Most Marvel shows are six episodes. I think mm-hmm. Wanda was eight. Yep. WandaVision was eight. We get 18 episodes. That means we're going to be watching Daredevil, new Daredevil, for like four and a half months straight. Yeah. Bro. Which I am all about. Like, again, like, that. that's, it's so brilliant on Disney's part to recognize that like, oh, we already have an installed star. Like, we don't have to revamp it. We don't have to redo it. All we got to do is just bring it into the fold. And it's a brilliant move on their part because I love the Netflix Daredevil. I want to see more of that. And as long as Disney is is willing to let them just do the thing that's already working, I'm all for it. That's my only concern is that I, I, I want to see how heavy-handed the mouse is in this series. I am going to counterpoint that, actually. Okay. Um... One in the sense of, all right, so it's called Born Again, and that's the, one of the most famous Daredevil runs of all time. I don't think they're going to do that because they really just kind of did so much of that in the third and final season mm-hmm. in Daredevil on Netflix. So I think it's more like how Spider-Man Homecoming was kind of like, hey, a wink to the audience of like, hey, he's back in the MCU fold. Sure, sure. How this is like, oh, he's born again in the MCU. But I'll say this. Mark Wade was the writer of Daredevil after, like, he took these serious dark turns under... Um, uh, Ed Brubaker and yeah. Matt Fraction and um, um, God, Brian Michael Bendis. His life was just a catastrophe, the, the character of Daredevil. And Mark Wade came along, who is one of the best comic book writers, and he revamped the Daredevil series. And he won Eisner's for it, like, right. which in Eisner is like the, the Oscars of, um, of comic book writing right. and, and making right. and stuff like that. And it's really light, and it's not as like, oh my God, my life's a freaking tragedy. And it's one of the best Daredevil runs that I've ever read. Yeah, It stands toe-to-toe with anything. So, for all those that are saying, like, I need my Daredevil to be missing teeth and spitting blood every night. There's a way to do it where it can fit in the house of mouth that is still com- completely captivating. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And granted, it was kind of a reset. The Mark Wade run was a little bit of a status quo reset. And by the end of it, some tragedy did come along and stuff like that because that's the character. Well, of course, right? But yeah, there's a way to do it where he's enjoying being Daredevil. And oh yeah. I remember he interrupted a wedding and stole a, a kiss from the bride or whatever, and then swung off. And it's great. <laughs> it's 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 a fun and it's so just like, hey man, like I'm tired of my life being shit, and I'm gonna try to do something about it. Right. And so everyone's like, oh, I want my Daredevil this way and that way and gritty and gravitas, and it's like. You say that, you can always go back and watch the Netflix one. Sure, but sure. there's another side of Daredevil that I would not be opposed to seeing. Well, and it, it, it's something that you and I have kind of talked about a little bit, like, in private or, or just, like, nobody puts on a funny costume and goes out and beats out 
criminals because they feel obligated to. There's a certain part of of being a superhero that is like, yo, this is pretty cool. Like, I get to do some really, really cool shit. Like, parts that suck, too. Yeah, yeah of course, there's parts that suck. But in the same breath, I mean, not many people have, like, fought gods and, and been to space on as many the times as I have. biggest celebrities on the planet. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, there's a certain... There's a certain ego to it or a certain joie de vivre in terms of like, I genuinely enjoy what I do. So it doesn't, not every superhero has to be dark and morose and like, what are the consequences yeah. of my actions? And what is the city stinks with blood. <laughs> right. The, right. The filth burns my nose. The only a stench of crime. Only I, like, okay. Right. Right. Well, like right. it's, it's the thing of like the same reason why the show 24 kind of ran its course is the fact of like, Brilliant premise. How many bad days can this guy have? Right. You know what right, I mean? Like, right. brilliant premise, but it's like, how long are we going to shit on Daredevil for the entirety of his right, length right. as a character? Like, no, we don't We don't need that. Right. And so, I, I hear what you're saying, and I do agree that, like, if they do it that way, I'd be fine with that too, the dark, gritty stuff. But if they wanted to flip the coin over and be like, there's a blueprint in the Mark Wade run that is one in Eisner. So, like... Whatever you got, man, just make it good. I'm, I'm yeah, for it. Just so. all you gotta do is just show Daredevil smiling like once an episode, right? And I'm hooked. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. Like I'm good. That charming Matt Murdock's got a body count on him for real. Ooh. For real <laughs> in the comics. All right. So plowing on uh, at the the San Diego Comic Con, they kind of put a kibosh on it and they kind of kind of paused for a little bit and they added two new things to Phase Five, which is big, big, big news. They announced the name of the new Captain America movie, and that is uh, starring Anth- the great Anthony Mackie, and Sebastian yep. Stan are going to be in it, obviously. Uh, Captain America, New World Order, coming out May 3rd of 2024, so less than two years. New, 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 new world order. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> yeah, not a lot of information on that one, but they did announce that as a, uh, as a new one, that they're adding that to the Phase 5 end of things, um, May 3rd. I'm all about it. I, I mean, I, I love Captain America as a as a character, especially the, uh, I mean, Bucky Barnes is one of my favorite comic book characters ever, and just him, Sebastian Stan and and Anthony Mackie have such great on screen chemistry. Like I love watching their interviews together. They have so much <laughs> like those two are hilarious. They do. Together. They do have great interviews together. Like. You can tell that they're just absolutely having fun with each other and very much like yes anding each other and and the way they pick on Tom Holland. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's great. You're like, go get your juice box, Tom. Go get your juice box. You're too cranky, Tom. So yeah, that's coming out. They announced that. Not a lot of info on that. Super looking forward to that. Glad that they added that to it. They announced Captain America for kinda recently. Didn't have a name, no working title, but that's what we got. And then they hit us with, with the oop de wow. That's what we call the old okie doke. The um, boop de bow. Yes, sir. Um, Thunderbolts. Justice Like Lightning, which is not the title, but the Thunderbolts movie. July 25th, 2024, big dog. Less than two years away. Now, this is going to... I have a little speculation on this, and I want to hear your input. Okay, okay. So for those that aren't initiated, the Thunderbolt is basically the Marvel response to the Suicide Squad. It's a bunch of... Villains who originally created a cover, uh, uh, superhero covers, like uh, uh, they, they created secondary identities in order to cover up their criminal tracks. 
And then it sort of developed into this uh, criminal redemption team. They would go on these missions to shave off time off of their sentences or get perks in jail or what have you. And it's included everybody from Moonstone to... Songbird. Uh, Songbird to... Uh, let's see, Juggernaut was uh, was part of the team at one point. They Venom. brought in Venom as part. Uh, uh, Baron Zemo. Yeah, he's uh, one of the leaders. Yeah, yeah. so it's it's this it's this it's basically Marvel's response to the Suicide Squad. So it's going to be all these great villains acting in heroic fashion. So here's my question: Who do you think that they're going to bring in from the MCU? To do the Thunderbolts. Um, it's kind of sad because William Hurt died. Agreed. Rest in peace. Rest Agreed. in peace. But I, Red Hulk has been a pretty staple member of the Thunderbolts for the last little while as the Red Hulk, uh, which is kind of weird, but whatever. Um, yeah, it's comic book story. We're just gonna change the color of it, and then it's a new character. It's like fucking more. Well, Kombat. but he has his own power set. He has yeah. his own like his own identity. Yeah, so, for those of you in the know, not in the know. Red Hulk is Thunderbolt Ross underwent gamma radiation therapy in order to be the direct antithesis to the Hulk. And he has this power of, like, not only super strength and rage, but he emanates heat and can control fire and this weird, like, it's this weird power set. Yeah, the more angry he gets, the hotter he burns or whatever. Right, yes, yeah, yeah. Um, So I, I would... If William Hurt didn't pass away, I would hope that they would have gave him a bite at the apple. Sure. Because I was really interested in that. Um, I definitely think they're going to do Baron Zemo. Of course. It would be dumb right. not to do that. Danielle Brule is is so good at what he does. Yeah. And he was so Underrated charming as... the second half yeah, of this podcast. Yeah. yeah. So, so charming as Baron Zemo in, in Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Like, of course. Why not? Yeah, I would think him. I would probably think um, at least for the at least temporarily on the team would probably be um, Florence Pugh as Yelena Belova, the new Black Widow, the new yeah. Black Widow. Okay. Um, and I think they're probably going to introduce some new people. I wouldn't be surprised if we got to see Beetle or Atlas. They're pretty much founding members. I mm-hmm. think they're doing um, Songbird. I think they announced the actress that's going to play Songbird. Great or Moonstone, uh, one of them. Um, yeah. I think that they're going to bring in, um, who's the guy who played, uh, uh, not Eli Roth, uh, Tim Roth. Tim Roth. Oh, oh, the Abomination? Why would you not bring him back in? We've, we've sort of hinted at it. He's showing up in the in the She-Hulk trailer. He's showing up in... He was in um, Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi, yeah, yeah, yeah. Why not? Bring him in and maybe make him the Red Hulk? That maybe. would be a good pivot. Yeah, yeah. Um... Yeah, I mean, they're already testing on them and stuff like that and doing all these other things. So, Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Any one of those, I think probably John Walker as the U.S. agent is probably going to be on there. I, th- I think that uh, the, the end of Captain uh, uh, Falcon. Falcon and Winter Soldier sort of hinted that they're definitely building some sort of team. Uh, they brought in Julia Louise Dreyfus as, um, not Madam Hydra, what's Val. her name? Val, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, who basically... I think she's going to be the impetus to set up the Thunderbolts in Thunderbolt Ross's name because I guess he's dead now, so whatever. But like that's maybe a good, that's a good pitch. Actually, maybe yeah. maybe he had like sort of presented this to Congress or to the UN or whatever is like we need our own superhero team 
And so in honor of him, they're going to actually formulate it. That's how I would do it. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm with it. I mean, that's that's the pitch I would I would give. Yeah. That would be my elevator pitch is, yeah, I mean, justice like lightning underneath. Uh, like I said, he, maybe Thaddeus Ross kind of spearheaded it and then passed away. And mm-hmm. then Val's going to pick it up and... Maybe she killed him, and she gets to run the team how she wants oh, now. Oh, I didn't even think about that. She's, see, uh, she's see now nice. we're just writing. Yeah, I know. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, that was the big one. They brought it to a screeching halt to announce those two movies, and nobody really knew. There was always speculation of the Thunderbolts, but full-on big-screen treatment. I'm down. Let's do it. They're get, it's, it's a movie. It's, it's not a, a series. Yes, sir. Right yes, on. Sir. I'm down. Like I said, Let's July 25th, 2024 was right. the tentative date that they put Have up. they announced a director for that? or No. Okay. No. Okay. Uh, they did, from that point, uh, Kevin Feige, the man himself, went on to say, like the crowd wouldn't want it, they went on to uh, announce phase six, how it's going to start, and most importantly, how it's going to end. Okay, so I am, I am privy to this news, so go ahead and lay it on me, and I will just play it like it's the first time I've heard it. Go. Okay. So they they put up the Phase Six title card up there, and it's going to start November eighth, twenty twenty four, with the Fantastic Four. What? Yep, yep. I know they had a change in director. Um, the guy who was directing all the Spider Man movies uh, was the original Mark, not Mark Webb, John Watts. Uh, John Watts. Yes. Yeah, he was going to be the director of this, but he backed off because he's like, I want to do some other non-superhero things. Mm-hmm. I'm already mm-hmm. busy with Spider-Man and all this other stuff, which, that's fine. You want to flex sure. your creative muscle. I don't think it was bad terms or anything like that. So, Fantastic Four. Uh, allegedly, it's not going to be an origin story, but they said that about Doctor Strange, and Doctor Strange was totally <laughs> a fucking origin story. Right, right. Uh, so, Fantastic Four. Will it be John Krasinski? Will it be Emily Blunt? Why wouldn't it be John Krasinski? Like, you've already hinted at him in Multiverses of Madness, so... Yeah, just bring in John Krasinski and bring it. Give us the Reed Richards we all want. Yes, of course. Yeah. Emily Blunt is the Invisible Woman. I'm, I'm yes, all for it. Yes, I'm all now, for okay. It. Now here's the question: Who do you cast as the other two? Who's the Thing and who's Human Torch? Oh, I don't even know, man. Um, pure speculation. I have no idea. I, I wouldn't know how to cast it with those two. You'd have to. I'd have to come back to you on that one. Let me get a week to think about it. I submit Ben Foster. As the as the thing. As Ben Grimm. Oh, ben Foster's good in everything. Yeah, yeah. And then fuck with people's heads. Michael B. Jordan as the human torch. Uh he's already killmonger and he might uh, be that good. Uh, I mean I look mean, I love Michael B. Jordan. That's my guy, man. I fucking love that guy. Why not? Let's just let's do it. Let's 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 shoot for the moon. Yeah, I'm 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 with whatever, dude. I, anything that guy's in. Either that or Zach Efron. That's the only yeah, two Zach other... Yeah, Efron is... I think that's the fan casting everybody wants <laughs> right, as the Human Torch. Right, right. Which if Marvel folds to that and gives us three of the four um, Fantastic Four that's been fan casted all over the internet... Why not? Uh, why not, dude? At this yeah. point, I'm sure that somebody's cast the, the thing at some point. Oh, you guys much. want the thing? Yeah, we're going to give it to you. Yeah. Yeah, Zach, Ef- Zach Efron would be a good choice, actually. He'd be a really good choice. I mean, he's, he's a good actor. Let's go for it. So, Yeah, so Fantastic Four and then... Ooh... Idris Elba as the thing. <laughs> Motherfucker, I'm Driss. Motherfucker, I'm the thing. Yeah, who knows? I don't think they'd do that, but... Uh, Alice. <laughs> Lord. <laughs> uh, yeah, then the, the big, big, big news they've announced. Uh, they are, drumroll, bringing the Avengers back. Um, they're, they said that they're going to cap off Phase 6 with Avengers 
Kang Dynasty. Mm-hmm. May 2nd, 2023. And Kevin Feige was not done unzipping yet. He had more to show. And Thump. Yep. Avengers Secret Wars. Yes. November 7th, yes. 2025. Yes. Which yes. I've been saying, you've heard me say it on this podcast, whatever movies that are mediocre in y'all's opinion as the Marvel Cinematic Universe and where they're going, if it inches us closer to Secret Wars, keep them coming. We can inch our way there. The big bad is being revealed. It's it's going to be Kang, obviously. Of course. And um, the big news is, is they're going to get the Shang-Chi director, uh, Destin Daniel Cretton. Yep. Who was the director of Shang-Chi mm-hmm. to do Avengers Kang Dynasty. Now, which is awesome. Which is awesome. For those that are uninitiated, why is Secret Wars so important? Secret Wars is one of the original um, event books, they call them, where mm-hmm. it crosses over multiple uh, books that are being published at the time and it brings all the heroes into one place. And they usually change the landscape of what's going on in so the they'll, MCU they'll, or they'll the bring DC in... universe. I'm sorry. They'll, they'll, they'll bring in the Hulk. They'll bring in the Avengers. They'll bring in Spider-Man. They'll bring in the X-Men into this whole conglomerate event. Pretty much. And while I don't know where they're going to go with the Kang Dynasty, I can just speak on Secret Wars. Mm-hmm. There's been three iterations, or four iterations. There was Secret Wars 1, uh, and that's the one where ultimately what it was is this, this uh, being of infinite power called the Beyonder came and he gobbled up all of Earth's mightiest heroes and the Earth's um, mightiest villains. And he wanted to see what was stronger, good or evil. And he put them on a place called Battle World to have them fight it out and determine who, who was the victor and who shall uh, the spoils be given to. Right. And what happened is the infamous Doctor Doom ended up usurping the beyonder of his power. And so Doctor Doom was the most powerful being in all of reality. Right. To the point where he couldn't fall asleep. If he tried to fall asleep or whatever, like Thor's hammer would come crashing in on him or whatever. And because his dreams would become so reality. Powerful. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so he, heavy was the head that wears the crown kind of thing. And he ended up losing the power. Uh, they did it again in just a book called Secret Wars 2. And then they did it again, which was, eh, okay, by Brian Michael Bendis. And it was about how Nick Fury got everyone into trouble and was fighting the Secret War using the Avengers. Whatever, whatever. But basically, the, the whole storyline, it's a... It's Mortal Kombat, but with Marvel characters. It's, what do we do if we pit Doctor Doom against the Hulk? What do we do if we pit the the Human Torch versus Cyclops? What do we do if we pit Spider-Man versus She-Hulk? It's it's, it's this... this Battle world, damn it. Yeah, yeah. It's it's, it's just like, it's the greatest version of, well, who would win in a fight? Yep. yep. You know? And it's one of, I believe it might be Marvel's first crossover event. And so... Um, they did a final Secret Wars, plural, um, really recently. I think it was 2015. Mm-hmm. And it ultimately what happened was, and this is where I think they're going to go with it, that they're going to do the more modern version. All these incursions were happening, which if, if you watch Doctor Strange, it's multiple realities crashing in on right. each other, to the point that the entire MCU was going to be become nothing. Because it was fold in on fold itself. In on itself. Yeah. And so three people stepped up to the plate and they decided to rebuild reality in their image. Who that was? And that was Dr. Doom. And Dr. Strange was there as well. And they actually, these three people decided that Dr. Doom was the best person mm-hmm. to lead this new world. And so he re- recreated it in his image with these patchwork things. Uh, these patchwork kind of things. Oh, I remember this. I remember that. And he became God Emperor Doom. And 
he had he was more at one point Black Panther assembled the Infinity Gauntlet and tried to snap at him. He's like, bro, I made those stones. Like it has no power over me. Right. Right. And he was he was wrecking shop. Like he ripped somebody's spine out of their body. It's a great if you have not read it, <laughs> it is the absolute shit. I love it as a huge as a huge Doctor Doom fan. It, it was phenomenal for me to finally get God Emperor Doom in all of his glory. So I say all that to say that it is going to be freaking impossible to do Secret Wars, almost any of the iterations, without Doctor Doom. So the fact that they're calling this what it is, uh, let's be very real here. We're gonna get we're Doctor gonna Doom. get us some Doctor Doom in this in this bitch, and I think that Kang might be the one who gets his powers taken, and Doctor Doom is gonna be the bad guy of that oh. final movie. Okay, so leading into news and speculation, this is what this is what podcast is. Who do you think is going to be Doctor Doom? If you had to cast Doctor Doom right now in the MCU, who do you choose? Cillian Murphy. Oh, that's a good choice. Cillian Murphy. That's or Killian really, Murphy, I already said it. That's a really good choice, actually. Yeah. Me personally, John Hamm. Yeah, Johnny Hams. Well he's yeah. I mean, why not? Like if if you're gonna throw money at it, bring in John Hamm. Pretty much we just want John Hamm in the MCU. In the please give us John Hamm. Give, give us Johnny Hamm. Please. He's our fourth underrated performer or whatever this this podcast alone. He is the constant underrated performer. Like yeah. anything he's in, he's great. Yeah, he's Johnny Hams, big dog. So yeah, uh Avengers Secret Wars, November seventh, twenty twenty five, caps it all off. So they're bringing the Avengers titles back and they're saying that they're only using those to cap off the phase um, because they're going to be big enough movies. And at this point, there's so much bleed over between, oh, this character's allowed to show up in this movie. Sure, yeah, yeah. They don't need to call it Avengers for that just because they cross over. Um, I'm all for it. So, like I said, the closer we get to a Doctor Doom, the happier I am. He's (laughs) he's my favorite comic book character. I I fucking love Doctor Doom. 100%. Yeah. One of the best characters ever written. Um, well, we skipped something pretty important, uh, because they did drop a trailer for it, and this is one that Michael has seen, uh, probably yeah. multiple times. Yep. To end Phase 4, to, to rewind, uh, to bring it back to this year, uh, they dropped the trailer for Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Always throw it right over left if you're doing the sign. Always right over left. Um, they dropped a trailer. Uh, Michael, I've been running my flip chops a good amount. Break it down for us, big dog. So... Oh, man. How do I even break this down? First off, we have to talk about the loss of Chadwick Boseman in terms of... Yeah, R.I.P. Wakanda forever. You were Uh, good in everything you were in. Everything. I I mean, from Jackie... uh, Was it uh, the Jackie Robinson story to Black Panther to... Marshall to... uh, In the Name of the King. Get on up. He's an incredible James Brown. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean... A huge loss to the to the uh, cinematic community. Um, I am really interested to see how they tackle his loss. Like like they're advocating for the loss of Chad Bozeman is a loss to the MCU. I agree. So they're they're not shying away from it. They're not recasting him. They're they're actually not recasting him. I understand it. I I, I, I I get it. it. There's there's a point of a character is so 
irreplaceable, I'm sorry, an actor is so irreplaceable from the character that it would be a disservice in order to try to motivate the story just to move it forward. Like, they couldn't have just recast Chadwick Boseman and been like, well, that's the new Black Panther. Yeah, go to we, your best Chadwick we, impression. We, we all would have been like, no, not really. I really appreciate the fact that they are tackling the loss of Chadwick Boseman as the loss of T'Challa. I agree. I think it's, I mean, obviously I'm, I'm not a black man or anything, but you'd be dumb to not no? recognize, <laughs> you'd be dumb to recognize how important that movie is for black cinema all over the world. Or just cultural cinema. Yeah, just, yeah. yeah I mean, but I'm saying specifically. specifically yeah, 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 sure. But um, I, I really respect the fact that they're saying, let's take a movie to grieve. Mm-hmm. And that is so cool to me. They're like, hey, we know what's up. Like, we, we could have recast him. We could have did this. And the director, Ryan Coogler, who is brilliant. Fucking, again, go watch Creed if you need any question. Or the first Black Panther or yeah, anything else he's on. Yeah, yeah. Fruitvale Station, whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, the fact that he recognizes that and said adamantly, like, no, we're not recasting him. We're not recasting T'Challa. And it doesn't, it doesn't mean there won't be another Black Panther. The trailer tells you there is going to be another Black Panther. right. right. Um, but the fact that they're just taking a movie to grieve is, is really important, man, because a lot of people are kind of, I wouldn't say upset, but, and I understand their argument in the sense of they're saying T'Challa is too important of a character. He has too much global outside of the MCU. Like, yes, he's very important in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but as a global representation of, right. of what he, like, he's bigger than the sum of all the parts. Right. His, he his, means his... so much that, that you got to recast, like we need him around. Sure. And so I understand some people are a little bit like, well, why aren't you doing that? But I also understand, like, it's a gamble for Coogler to do this, to be like, for Ryan Coogler to do it and be like, we're not going to recast him. But if there's anybody capable enough to do it, it's probably that guy. Yes. Yes. I agree. I agree. It's, 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 it's a catch 22. You're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. So. You can either recast Chadwick Boseman and just try to play it off as like, oh, he's always been Black Panther. Here's this new actor, and he's always been Black Panther, and that's just how it is. And you're going to face backlash. Or you don't recast him, and people are going like, well, but we love T'Challa, and we, we, we need that in our life, and there's a reason why he's an Avenger, and so like you have to cater to that crowd as well. So it's a very fine tightrope that he's walking. And I, I think based on the trailer, I know nothing about the movie, just based solely on the trailer, I really think he's doing a good job of that because... There's something special here. So we can't talk about this without just spoiling shit. Go watch so, the trailer. So yeah, yeah. Hold on. Go watch the trailer. It's outline. It, it's online right now. YouTube Black Panther Wakanda Forever. We'll wait. And huh? Uh, wasn't that trailer great? Yeah, it's a work of art. Don't you want to go it's see a that work shit? Work of art. I, Isn't Angela Bassett amazing? She's about to get yeah. I want her to get all the statues when she has. When she says the line like, "I've given everything. My family is gone." Did I not give you everything you yeah, needed? Have I like, not suffered enough? Have no. I not suffered enough? Bro, I want her to win all the statues. I don't give a fuck. I will personally send her... I will make one and just send it to her and be like, for everything. For everything. Yeah. Just, for being an icon. Just from Tina Turner to how Stella got her groove back to Black Panther, you earned this. Yeah. That's, that's just from me to you. 
Yeah. Also, she's in BoJack Horseman. Also true. Yes. So shout out to her. Yeah. Shout out to her. Um, no, it's it's going to be incredible. Um, the big thing, the the big 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 news, is that we finally get uh, Namor, the Submariner. You're talking about Namor, Namor the Submariner. Yeah, Namor the Submariner, um, <laughs> which is just huge, huge, huge. For I mean, he's one of the original Marvel creations. Um, they're doing a big pivot though. Uh, if you, if you don't mind, if I talk about it for a minute, go ahead. Talk go about ahead. it. Yeah, Spill it. Go ahead. So I like the fact that they're pivoting where they've openly said he is not going to be the ruler of Atlantis because they want to separate him, which they don't say this part, but you can tell this is what they want to do. They want to separate him from Aquaman as yes. he's the ruler of Atlantis, which apparently there's he's going to be the ruler of, and they might say it, I'm going to read it, it's T-A-L-O-C-A-N. Talachan? Talachan, Talakan, Talotion. I'm not trying to butcher it. Talachan. Yeah. And it's based off of an ancient uh, Aztec society, like a different sunken city mm-hmm. or whatever mm-hmm. like that. So it's basically the equivalent of like how the Greeks had Atlantis. This is the Aztec equivalent of that, of like their sunken city. Yeah, yeah. Which I love. Like, that's great. Seeing him in the trailer and he's got... It's very uh, comic accurate, but... Also, they put their own style on it in terms of like he, he's got the, the the green speedo and the the gold bands and the 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 arm bracelets, but he very much looks like their own version of Namor. Yeah, yeah, no, hundred percent. I'm I'm all for this pivot. I am all for this pivot. Yeah. Um, one of the most important things that I think that Ryan Coogler did, and um, it's it's very well documented at this point. Um, if you do feel like going behind my work and checking. Please do. Um, or don't. Go fuck you. This is all yeah. speculation and news. Yeah, but instead of trying to him be like, well, I'm a black man and I can maybe do African culture because I've spent a lot of time there mm-hmm. and, and done the research. Um, he got people that are uh, Central and, and Mexican American like scholars and stuff mm-hmm. like that to come on board to try to keep the look and the feel as real as possible to the Aztec culture so he didn't feel like he was just like going to do it disservice. He knows how important it is for a lot of these people to see the representation on yeah, screen, cultural, to see the inclusion on representation, screen, yeah. and to not want to drop the ball. It's like, damn, dude, like this guy, like he's on point, man. And so we had all like, apparently, you were saying with every single question he had about had about like set design stuff like this, he would refer to them and say, all right, what's the most comics accurate way we can, or like historically accurate way we can do this still have the mythology, still honor right. what it was, right. and still do our own thing with it. Like, what is y'all's take on it? And for somebody to do that, to remain teachable and humble and admit, hey, I'm not an expert on this stuff, and bring people in that are, like, that's just a great quality in somebody. And that, well, the fact that he, he understands the importance of this character on screen, and not not just Namor because he's, he's a fan favorite, but the sure. fact that they're getting a Mexican actor to do this yeah, and, is huge. and not just not just a Mexican actor, but like a dark skinned, like right. indigenous Mexican actor, like who traditionally like don't get a lot of parts. And these are his or, words. These or, are his words. But but even within the culture, are typically regarded as like the they're the lowest of the low. Like like the indigenous peoples of Mexico are not generally regarded. 
they're they're not regarded very well. You know what I mean? Right. And and so to to bring that actor and to make him the pinnacle of culture and 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 lost history and to be like, no, this is a part of what makes these people what they are. Right. That's pretty brilliant. It's, you know? I'm all for this pivot. Like I said, man. I'm all for it. Um, apparently, instead of this being Atlanteans, the, they also, apparently, the Aztec worship these people. Uh, the god, I'm not, I don't even know how to pronounce the name, but it's it's Telosian or whatever it is. It was a god. It was like a river deity. Mm-hmm. And they were talking about how all these people are. And if you look at the, the trailer in um, Black Panther 2, all in the comic books, the Atlanteans kind of have a bluish hue to them. Mm-hmm. And the fact that they're kind of taking this uh, mythology and they're saying, okay, well, these could be the river people that they were, that the mythology was based on right. all these years right. ago. And there's a sunken city of Telosian or Telokan, however it is. Telahan. Telahan, whatever it is. I'm, I'm not trying to butcher it. I just, <laughs> right. I just don't know how it's pronounced. Yeah, I just don't know how it's pronounced. Um, and the fact that they're doing that and leaning into the mythology and the fact that there's these experts there to be like, well, this is what we, what was believed. This is what the story is. Uh, it's incredible, man. And it, it fits almost too perfectly the fact yeah. that it's like we're not doing atlantis we're doing some we're south doing american thing. Yeah. yeah brilliant stroke yeah. of genius yeah. yeah yeah but the but even the fact that we are to me just as a comic book fan the fact that we are getting namor yeah which is he was technically one of the first mutants on record and i can't wait to see how they're going to bring that into the fold as far as like Oh no, he was Atlantean, but he has this weird genetic like X factor, hey. and he's not like every other Atlantean ever, or whatever you know, whatever they're they're saying. Not not necessarily an Atlantean. Uh, yeah, yeah, Telosian. <laughs> Telosian. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, just just such a, a a a such a staple of the Marvel comic book history, right? And then to bring him in in such a grand fashion as far as, like, it's two kingdoms clashing against each other. And, like, I can't wait to see that. Yeah, why not? It's going to be rough. And no Black Panther 2. Who is the protector of the Wakandan people? That's the role is your leader, king, warrior. Like, he, he wears a lot of different hats. And the fact that they've invited, uh, apparently, like, in at the end of Black Panther, they invite the New World into mm-hmm. um, Wakanda... So like, hey, we're gonna share our resources. We're gonna do stuff like this, and so they're already trying to like fight a front with that. You would think, and then like they're being literally from right underneath them, a new threat arises, and it's like which is with a no king. king to protect them, no Black Panther to to be there. But also in the same breath, it's 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 another hidden kingdom that is so technologically advanced that it puts every other country to shame. You know, like it's this. It, it's it's Wakanda driven to the nth degree in terms of like, yeah, Wakanda was hidden, but like T'Challa came out and said, here we are and here's what, you can, what we can present to the world. And then to reveal this whole underwater subterranean country that is also technologically advanced and also completely hidden and we have no idea what they what they can do. And now their counterpoint is we're going to be aggressive against the surface world as opposed to like, well, here's what we can do. No, here's what we can do. Here's what we can. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah. I can't wait. It's going to be great. The, the trailer is a work of art, honestly. And there was an interview with a guy who cut the trailer in. Uh, it's on the Fat Man Beyond uh, podcast. If you get a chance to listen to it, it, it raised my appreciation for those who cut yeah. trailers. And um, he was saying that Ryan Coogler, they, they had a final cut of it done, and then Ryan Coogler threw in the No Woman, No Cry, that rendition right. of that song at the last minute. And it just all, as Outcast said, it all blend perfectly. Let the liquor tell it. Let the li- right, right, so, right. So, yeah. Um, how do you think they saw... Because somebody is in the Black Panther suit by the end of it. I, I personally think it's going to be Nakia, uh, Lupita Nyong'o. Oh. That's my speculation. Uh, it could be Shuri. She was Black Panther in the comics for a while as well. Um, how do you think they solved that? Because the, the, the purple herbs were burned down, and I have a theory. I have an idea, and here's here's my idea. It might, it might be similar to mine. Here's what I think. It's... It's either one of two, and I have it narrowed down to this. It's either they're bringing back Michael B. Jordan. Okay. Because maybe the purple herb has, like, regenerative or... Uh, uh, regenerative. Regenerative or, or, like, it brings people back to life. Uh, uh, uh. So maybe it's that. I think it's Angela Bassett. I think she becomes the Black Panther. And, and wrecks fucking shop. Which I am all for. I hope it Let's is. Let's do I that. I hope it is. I want to see, and I can't remember what the character's name is. I'm just going to refer to her as Angela Bassett. But like, she's the queen of, of Wakanda, basically. Right. I think her taking over the role of Black Panther in terms of like, no. Every other leader we've had has failed, has, has not stand up to it. I am going to be the fucking main bitch in charge. Yeah, very well. Um, my question was, how do you think they get the, the heart-shaped herb back, though? And I have a philosophy on that. I think, and this is going to be kind of weird, but because the last flower was taken by T'Challa, mm-hmm. and also Michael B. Jordan had the last one before that, their bodies are both in Wakanda. Michael B. Jordan requested that he be buried in Wakanda. Well, he said, bear me in bear the ocean. Sea, all the, right. but, yeah. Obviously, they, they're probably, I would think that they're probably buried in Wakanda. Now... Riri Williams, who's also a genius, uh, she's going to be Ironheart. You see her in the mm-hmm. trailer as well. I think she's like interning in Wakanda, probably, I think, uh, how she comes with the Ironheart suit. Which would make sense, because they, they at the end of Black Panther, they said that like we're going to extend our education programs to America, to America and stuff, and like, stuff that. like that. So yeah. like maybe she's like... The first brought exchange out of, student. Yeah, brought out of high school, like, oh, she's genius. We have to bring her into Wakanda to... like help her education and, and give her like every benefit possible. Yeah. But I think they're going to either, uh, Riri Williams and Shuri, who's, um, uh, T'Challa's sister. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to find a way to extract the, the heart shape herb properties out of the dead bodies of these people and put it back into the soil at some point so they can regenerate. That would be my guess because if that they just had a sense. secret stash yeah. of purple herbs, but, in the weird, like, cyclical way of, like, you died. And so, even if it's Killmonger, Michael B. Jordan's character, um, he died as a true Wakandan, and what he could give back to the society would be the replenishment of the of the heart-shaped herb. See, that would And make so s- they bury him in a way, and they have used their vibranium technologies to somehow extract the nutrients of the flower yeah. and start the cycle of, of it again. Which would be a, a really cool redemption arc for him in the sense of, like, hey, you tried to to kill us all but in in that process in your death you also gave life to a new not a new nation but a new cycle of of wakanda of wakandan life 
yeah, for yeah. Sort of centuries and generations to come. Which would be a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful redemption arc. So, we'll so, see, though. So, like, almost like... There, 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 there has to be a scene where Shuri and his mother and, and like, everybody else, Okoye or whatever, are like, we need a... a we need a new Black Panther. And then they go like, well, technically there is one. And they go to uh, Killmonger's grave and there's like purple hearts growing up like all over the grave. Like, well, this is how it... Whatever. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's, there's a way around it. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, because you think it's still in his, in the system or whatever. But yeah, I mean, that's how I would do it. But I'm willing to see what the writers got in store. So... Um, but yeah, that pretty much wraps up the MCU. Unless you wanted to talk more Black Panther, I don't. I don't know what else we got going on. I just, I just, work I can't wait man. for it. Yeah, it looks incredible. Yeah. it's moving. So, just go watch that trailer and just tell me that you don't feel something. Like Angela Bassett is going to win all the statues for. I that. hope so. I hope so. But yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. What a way to cap off Phase Four and move on into the the next uh, phase of all this. So, yeah, that's all the San Diego Comic-Con news that uh, we've talked about. I think I missed one or two, an uh, interview for a vampire, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> whatever, go Google it. I don't, I'm not a fanboy. And Rice just writes about sexy vampires, yeah, and yeah. I'm going to watch it because I like sexy vampires. Sure. But, yeah, that's pretty much all the uh, San Diego Comic-Con news that's got going on. So, um, anything else you want to tell the people? You want to plug it one more time, or...? Uh, you can reach us at what you've been watching podcast at gmail.com also on Facebook at Dudley Bros podcast mm-hmm. or you can just look what you've been watching uh, that's about it brother other than that go see a movie and talk about it with somebody you love deuces peace out <laughs>